Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the big thing to mention with Dan and Bob Video Games. I'm just saying, they don't announce Star Ocean 2 Remake. I'm going to be referred to as Super Dan Video Games from that day forth. Whew, they better announce it then. Chris Wolfhart. I don't have a bit, die. And Dr. Agro. The summer of gaming is over. Now is the autumn of buying all these fucking games. Here on Gigaboots. Yeah, summer ended pretty early. Why did why did pre-order now upset me less as a phrase than wish list now? <laughs> because it didn't happen to you during a traumatic event over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Debatable. I I mean there's the Mr. Caffeine conference. <laughs> nope, not as bad. Yeah, I yeah, I think objectively not as bad. I feel like then they weren't on asking us to pre-order now. I don't yeah, feel, don't I don't think... I don't think that was really kicked in until like a few years later. Really? Cuz I feel like that's a height of seventh gen thing where they're just like pre-order now. Cuz like yeah, they, pre they would like put it on the screen at the end of the trailer and not have some dipshit okay. say it over and over. Yeah, again. that's mm -hmm. true. Nobody's saying it like it's a weird mantra to themselves right. every <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> Uh, anyways, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 226 of Big Think Dimension. Summer Games is over. The time is now for Grimace Shakes. <laughs> oh no! I hope McDonald's does a deranged Grimace Shake every year after the summer of gaming has ended. They're only doing it because it's his anniversary, Dan. They're not going to keep doing it. It's his birthday, which comes once a year. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This is, I guess if the Grimace Shake sells well enough, they will bring it back every year, like the Vic Rib. Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, branch out. I want shakes on all the characters. Give me that cookies and cream Hamburglar Parfait. Does, does that mean the Nuggets need to have a shake? <sighs> yeah, Ugh. Fry Guy shake. I, mm, that's vile. That's <laughs> no, just birthday cake. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> They need to start offering dairy-free Grimace shakes. Yeah. They need to get on that. For some reason, Bob would not take me up on the opportunity to drink a, a Grimace shake live <laughs> while being horribly lactose intolerant <laughs> to then sit through the rest of Big Thing Dimension as its purple wonder works its magic. <laughs> it's just going to be a short Big Thing Dimension, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. The Grimace Shake's pretty good. I'm sad that most people are hearing this on the eve of them not being able to buy it. <laughs> the what, really? Yeah, because the McDonald's closer to me was actually out. The way they list how long they're going to sell it is 13th through 14th as long as supplies last. Oh. So oh. It's, it's probably gone from most McDonald's by now. But who knows? It varies by location. So maybe some. Maybe your local McDonald's went fucking post-apocalypse on this shit and is hoarding it. <laughs> Maybe they're like, yeah, headquarters, we're going to need like 200 times as much as the McDonald's down the road. <laughs> Damn. Uh, boss, maybe you should have uh, saved the mix and not made the shakes and tried to keep those. <laughs> is this supposed to be purple? Your total $7.99. <laughs> it's just fucking green. Ugh. Uh, 
here are my impressions upon drinking the Grimace shake. Oh, right. McDonald's shakes are insanely thick. And then, okay, yeah, this tastes like a vanilla shake with some sort of berry flavoring. Boom. That sounds good. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't bad by any means, unlike the McRib, which is bad by all means. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. Fuck the McRib. Keep bringing back the Grimace shake. There's no Grimace in Canada. He does not exist. Oh, that's rough. I guess Grimace is just a patriot. <laughs> and we only celebrate him in the land of the free. I did things other than drink the Grimace shake. I just, I figured it would be important to note that here. Unlike a lot of content we record that aren't big things, mm -hmm. we want big things to be hyper dated by the opening. Right, of course. That way people go, oh God, that was a thing, right? <laughs> when they <laughs> listen back to it. That's my favorite part of listening to a podcast. You know, you go back to an early big thing and you just hear about like, uh, God, what was the opening salvo of big thing? Was it Randy Pitchford related? I feel like the opening eight big things or something. We're just like Randy Perchford's in the news again for the thumb drive. Oh God, there was there was that. There was sold like the that was the start of Blizzard is on fire and every single person who works there is a sexual predator. Yep, um, sure was. Wasn't there some other game we were bringing up every week? There, there was some. Yeah, there we Anthem? had like. No, I don't think no. it was Anthem. We've okay. had we've had arcs start to end. Yeah. Yeah. I know Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Was oh, we'll, back we'll, in like episode one. I'm be so happy when that ships and now it's Judas's role. <laughs> yes. That shit ain't coming out. Exactly. Judas, I, be that mean, Judas I mean. We just went this whole summer of gaming with that one clip of Judas. <laughs> well, why would they show it, Dan? They're targeting first quarter 2025. Yeah, no, whatever they were working on before has been obliterated by at least two trailers that came out during the summer of gaming. Sorry, guys. Back in the pit. Ken Levine is watching the trailer that is clearly modeled off of Bioshock Infinite and going, that looks like a good game. We should make that. And everyone around him is shit-ass terrified to let him know that that is the game he already made. Hey, you know, you know, what's, uh, you know what's real fucking... You know, it's almost like a game being in development forever is mm -hmm. has a lot of inherent risks with entering development hell. Yeah. And people leaving the project and it completely fucking over everything about the game. I sure hope nobody didn't say that we just have to live with that forever. Yeah, that would be weird if somebody normalized an extended development schedule that just yields a lot of development hell projects. Yeah, it'd be totally weird if somebody in a management position just decided to declare that the way they're doing it right now is the only way it can be done so they don't have to <laughs> learn how to do their actual fucking job. It's a good thing that isn't endemic to modern management <laughs> at important companies. It's great that this didn't happen. I'm so happy for that. Hell yeah. Um, I did some things that were interesting that weren't summer gaming related. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey Chris, you remember on a live stream you did where you were like, the PS1 core on the Mister can play DDR. Maybe I should get one of those LTAC dance pads. Yes. As in literally that one. <laughs> that one right behind here. you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when you said that, I was already mulling over it, but you saying it out loud made me go, okay, I need to see how well this works so we can figure that out before Chris even spends a dollar. Um. That one specifically 
which is not a cheap one, only has two buttons on it. And I'm like, that should be enough buttons to play DDR. And that was correct. What I did not expect, however, was every version of DDR for the PS1 runs at 30 frames per second. It feels terrible because of that. And it's really hard to pick the beat back up if you miss a step. So um, I'm going to be sticking with Step Mania on PC uh, is what I found out. It's uh, so sad. It was a lot of work to get it set up. And then I was like, oh, this is all. Oh, God, this is literally we have DDR at home. Uh, yeah, I guess I I guess I didn't notice on a, on a CRT and, you know, right. 2020, you know, 2002 or whatever, whenever. Right. Right. When when DDR was completely novel on the PS1. Like that isn't a thing I would have picked up on necessarily, uh, especially since that gen is like a real 30 at best gen for 98 mm-hmm. percent of the games made. Um but yeah, it's uh, the PS2 games run correctly as far as I know. And that's where I spent most of my time playing DDR at home. Um, so it's a real shame that that can't just... Well, actually, I haven't tried it, but I'm going to safely assume that cannot plug into a PS2 and work correctly. Yeah, I have to wonder if there's some sort of adapter to do that without adding a ton of latency. Yeah. There might be. I feel like someone out there might have figured that out, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. To some extent, everyone just goes, but Step Mania is free. Yeah. And it can run at like 120 frames per second, if I remember correctly, which is sure as hell a lot easier to do. Because like for people who don't know, I played a lot of DDR back in the day. So it was really weird to like, one, have filmmaker mode on for my first song and go, <laughs> oh, God, this is unplayable. Uh, but two, uh, to drop a note and then have trouble picking it back up because it's 30 and the notes were slow enough because... Um, maybe it's just the PS1 version of this. Maybe the PS2 versions added the modifiers later, but I couldn't do the modifiers to make the arrow scroll faster. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, literally he... I found the modifiers and none of them had to deal with that. That's crazy because I I even remember that and I I'm not a dance dance. You're not a DDR head head. Yeah, but no. Is that not, not a child of the revolution? <laughs> yeah, are you not one of the revolution's children? <laughs> Ken Levine's listening to this podcast right now. He's like, Revolution's children. I can make a game about that. No, stop, Ken. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, it is doable. If you have a dance pad, it's worth checking it out for a moment. But no, just use Step Mania on PC. It's way better. Like, way, 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 way better. It's not even close. Um, Anyways, playing DDR was fun. Hey, did you know DDR is a very different muscular skill than doing squats or any number of other ex- exercises? <laughs> I am not surprised. It's a uh, you do weird stuff for DDR. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a lot of moving your lower body and keeping your upper body mostly stationary, mm-hmm. like vaguely. Right, you're only moving maybe this much, like for your upper body, and then mm-hmm. your lower body is just going fucking. So anyway, and you don't exactly have one of those bars at the back. No, they do sell a version of that with oh the bar God. on it. You can get that. Jesus, you can understand from the way that's been set up back there for years now. That is not the version I would want. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, Bob, how much would you like a giant metal bar shoved into your living room? <laughs> <laughs> that dance pad's still really good. I need to play more Step Mania, less uh, DDR on PS One. That's for sure. Aside from that, um, Street Fighter 6 is still really good. I really hate for reuse combos, though. They want you to like do some specials, then do a parry uh, rundown. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact term I think for drive it. Drive rush. Drive rush, yeah. 
in, in order to throw a medium punch and then shade it to other things. And I'm like, haha, this is the worst. <laughs> I, I did get all of his combo trials done, but oh my God. Good Lord. Yeah, is, I, I just had to skip the combo trials that wanted me to do that. I need to go back and try that at some point. Well, I, here's the cool thing about drive rushes. Uh, -huh. uh You can just hold the triangle and circle waiting for it to trigger. Mm. So then all you have to worry about is double tapping forward. Okay. Out of that. It's still insanely hard, but at very least you could just hold those and wait. <laughs> which is anything. Which I'll take. Yeah. Anything when it wants me to do something that insane. Uh, but I learned some neat things about Ryu, like how did I make my uh, fists electrify? Because <laughs> I did that a couple of times before even stepping into these tutorials, and I'm like, Oh, it was downtown punch. Yeah, the, the downtown punch input's something that you don't expect in general. Like, it's not a, a normalized fighting game maneuver yet. It's something that came in, in the last five years, it feels like. Hmm. I'm trying to remember how they got Ryu the electrified hands before, because I swear that's been a state he's been able to enter on top of, like... I think that that was his drive, whatever. Like a V-trigger? Yeah, his V-trigger in the last Yeah, game. that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, I think he could, um... I think he could charge it up. Mm-hmm. In in five, and every, yeah. everybody's been everybody's been mad about it since because it's never done what it did in Third Strike again, or just goes through your block. <sighs> uh, <laughs> they showed me a thing that was pretty neat where they're like, "Hey, by the way, if you do that mode, if you enter that and then you do what was it an EX uh, down to back, you will be positive even on block." <laughs> So if they crouch blocked that, you can just deck him in the head. And I'm like, that's filthy game. What the fuck? Anyway. Street Fighter 6 is a really good game. We had a great time playing with the viewers last week because they did a mob rush on us every single time a match ended. 30 of them are just looming near the arcade machine like, is it my turn? Yeah, I think that that was way cooler than doing the like custom roam. Like, yeah. Seeing them actually run around this environment chasing us down was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun as hell. Uh, I, I think I like doing I like splitting it down the, the, the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Where we could just get half of that goofy bullshit and then a bunch of matches really fast because... Man, PS5 sure does load fast. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was a really fun time. We should do that again for sure. Unfortunately, tomorrow's the quiet man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will try my best to not spend the whole stream being like, you people compared the bouncer to this. You deserve to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> And you know that we'll be seeing those people siphon in all throughout the night. <laughs> hey, is and it you like can the tell them to go to hell. Bob, on a single day, we lost uh, 70 subscribers as I bit in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking strange. I, there, there must be some thread. There has to be some bizarre thread that make people say that. It can't be as simple as you punch guys in both. I think it's Square Enix made a beat em up that is cinematic. And in this one, it's a literal live action. It. But to those people. Right, it has a name on the box. Right. Because <laughs> to some extent, um, even though there's obviously a lot of Square Enix staff involved, the bouncer is also made by an external studio. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were the people who made, what was it, Psy Girls after that? No, they did um, God Crimson Oh, yeah, Crimson it was Dream something. Factory. Yeah, Dream yeah, Factory. Dream Factory. The people so they who made did... Crimson Tears. That's it. There we go. I still need to play that. I've been endlessly curious. For people who oh, don't know, that's the... Oh, it's literally the Ergies dad. Yeah, it's the yeah, Ergies and, and Toeball guys, yeah. And Toeball, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that game like two hours long? 
are they talking about the bouncer or the quiet man? Because I pray they're talking about the quiet man. <laughs> it's allegedly I mean, five. Yeah, it's allegedly five. We're doing the... two playthroughs in order to see the full story, mm-hmm. which I've been warned about, but we're doing it anyways. The, the bouncer's not very long because it's a movie. It says it on the back. Play the action movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every time anyone's gotten upset about how short that game was and the fact they spent $50 on it, I'm like, look at the fucking back. What did it say? Uh, that, that was a relatively novel thing when that game came out. And ne- now every game that says something like that makes me want to burn the studio that makes it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for the Koi event. Look at how excited I am. Are you excited for the Koi I'm so excited. That's great. I'm curious, awesome. at least. I want to know how bad an action game this is. <laughs> I have no idea. I literally haven't watched anything but maybe 10 minutes of gameplay. Like at absolute most across everything combined. I feel like all I've seen are QTEs. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't I've even. Seen, I've seen beat 'em up gameplay. Okay. I hope I didn't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, there's beat 'em up gameplay. I swear it shows a live action cutscene that it seamlessly transitions <laughs> into gameplay. Um, I I beat Zelda. Woo! That doesn't sound possible, but go on. I saw credits. Mm. The the you know it's the ending everyone saw coming where where Link goes I won, <laughs> just like the CDI game. Uh, it was really funny. I basically left that game maybe half an hour from the end of the game for a week and a half to two weeks now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels fucking insane. Uh, Zelda Zelda's a video game. That's it. I got nothing. I don't want to talk about anything else really regarding the Zelda. Uh, I played more Pistol Whip. Let me know if you've heard this before. Pistol Whip's really good. What? No way. One of those songs on the 65th best player in the world now. Good lord. All right. On PS5. I have to throw that in because I checked the box. That's like, show me PS5 people. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to be like, well, how many people are on PS5? Like 200? No, it's a lot more than that. But thank you for saying that. I preempted your comment in the comment section. I'm sorry I robbed you of that. Um, Pistol Whip's really cool. On PC, they launched mod tools to make custom levels for each song in the game. So I really want to get Pistol Whip again on PC at some point. Because uh, those levels looked really cool. They actually cut a trailer that was a single song, and they would keep cutting between different user-made levels for that song. Um, also, the game's cool. It's really cool. It's so cool. Anyways... I'm done with what I've been playing. Hey, Agro, what have you been playing? Uh, I I actually managed to play something that wasn't uh, Tears of the Kingdom last week. Was Weird. it Octopath again? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was uh, a couple of the big demos that came out. Okay. Which I'm assuming everyone here played, like uh, Liza P, Final Fantasy 16. Yes, I played both of those. Me too. Viewfinder. I did not play Viewfinder. That's the last one. Yeah, I did not play that. Uh, I played the viewfinder demo for like five minutes and then put it down because, oh, this is a good puzzle game and I want to actually play the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. I did the mechanic a couple of times and I was like sold. (laughs) Oh, was that put on the PS5? Uh Uh-huh. Man, I think I downloaded that. I completely forgot that it was there. (laughs) You did. I watched you download it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... The two other demos are Lies of P and Final Fantasy 16. Let's talk about Lies of P first. Because mm-hmm. everyone that played Lies of P. Except sure for is Bloodborne. 
It sure yeah. is exact, embarrassingly like Bloodborne. You hit the button to use an item when you don't have an item, and it is seems like the same animation down to the frame. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. You know it's a Souls-like title, because the, the hardest thing about the boss they put in the demo is you get stuck in his geometry. <laughs> like, I literally yeah, kept I, getting stuck in between his legs, and I was like, I'm done, I'm just... That's over. <laughs> I made I made the mistake of picking the the big the big sword, which yeah. is actually really fucking bad for that boss. Because in his second phase, there's like almost no moments you can hit him. Hmm. Because it takes too long to swing. Mm -hmm. Luckily, uh, I bought the electric abrasive from the merchant right outside the boss door. I'm like, this makes me do twice as much damage and stagger you harder. You're just fucked. Huh. It's really funny just, to have a merchant outside, you in the of, ground. outside of a dude's room like, you want his weakness, bro? <laughs> I should uh, go back and try that. Couple pro I, I should voice a couple problems with the core mechanics right now. Mm -hmm. um, they arbitrarily made like the experience loss on death more punishing than a normal sales Souls game, which seems crazy to do. Hmm. Uh, normal Souls games... You die, you drop your shit. If you don't get it back, before, if you die before you get it back, it's gone. Mm -hmm. In this, every time you get hit before you get it back, it reduces how much you can pick up. Weird. By anything. Like, when you die, it'll pop up and be like, this is how much you lost. And then it'll slowly decrease who every wants, time you're hit. Who wants this? What is the value in this? I was going to say that the positive thing from that was that they made it so that your soul's drop would be outside the boss room. But hearing they also did this is like just so baffling. Yeah, it's a, de it's a decent amount too. It's like five or 6% a hit. Huh. Maybe it's just a flat number. And when you get the numbers get really big, it's completely inconsequential. Maybe. But it is, it is something I weird. Also that fucking weapon durability mechanic is terrible, 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 terrible dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not That's, good. It's not fun. It's bad. I don't know why they did it. If you don't know, uh, you're, you're playing as Pinocchio, the beautiful uh, Timothy Chalamet looking puppet. Um, you have a robot, you have an obviously robotic arm that you attach weapons to. It also has a grind wheel in it. So your weapon durability goes down really fast, you know, to any other game you've ever played. But you fix it by holding, I think it's just hold circle, and you pop the grind wheel in your elbow out and take it to the weapon and sharpen it. It's hmm. bad. I don't like it. It, it. It's stupid to be like, okay, here's the part of the boss fight where you now have to repair your weapon. Yeah. It goes down even if you enter the boss room with full weapon. Yeah, there will be a point mid-boss fight. You'll have to stop and do that. Unless, can you switch to a different weapon? Yeah, I, I was going to ask that. That you can probably do that, but the, but there's they weight matters again. Yeah. So you'll it'll hurt your stamina regeneration and everything, and your movement. Okay. Um. Yeah. When Eric was like that, Timothy Chalamet looking motherfucker, and I laughed really hard, and I was like, Bob's not laughing. He must not know. So I had him Google Timothy Chalamet. He's like, Oh, the Dune guy. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, this is clearly just, we really like June. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He looks exactly like him. I think there's more grounds for a suit there than there's ever been in a likeness case in video games. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they dressed him up Pinocchio. Never figure it out. They're going to show yeah, up mean, in court. I, I mean, if, um... They're going to show up in court. Timothy Chalamet will just come in gussied up and they'll be like, this trial's over. <laughs> Dude, didn't Sony have to pay out for fucking Ellie? I know that there was um, complaints and uh, a veiled, like, implication that there would be a suit in regards to that. I don't know if that, that actually ever happened. I don't know. Yeah. Sure was a lot of talk, though, so maybe. Um, Bob, let's get, like, vibes on not just mechanically how this is, because everything I've heard from anyone is just... The stuff Chris just described, and it is a Souls-like. It looks like Bloodborne. It runs well, though, mm -hmm. which is important because aesthetically, Bloodborne means not running right. Um, what do you think of the game? Like, just playing it. Where's your positivity on this? Are you picking it up? Probably not. I mean, it's, it's extremely Souls-like, and I really don't feel like I need more of those not made by FromSoft. I feel like that's always just... A hindrance more than anything. Uh, Agro, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, they they made they just made Bloodborne, except it's arbitrarily more annoying to play. And like, if you made a game that's mechanically identical to Bloodborne, congratulations, you made a game that is not as cool or interesting or dripping with style as Bloodborne. Right. It, a lot of it does feel like Bloodborne, but without the sauce. Like mm. everything's a little yeah. brighter, everything and a little cleaner. <laughs> I just ate. It's, it's not gonna... I just ate a ten piece of bloodboard with no sauce. Ask me anything. <laughs> yeah, there's like like the whole like the whole gimmick is you're not like they showed weird flesh monsters in the trailers, but in this demo, at least in what I played, you're only fighting puppets. Like puppets, they're they're steampunk robots. Mm -hmm. They're like. And that seems to be the lore of this whole situation is that all, all this like Geppetto made all these steampunk robots and they revolutionized the city and then they went crazy. That's so much dripless than what more dripless than what's going on in Bloodborne. Yeah. Like every time I've ever engaged with the souls game, the best parts are the things that nobody takes from them <laughs> mm -hmm. every yeah. fucking time. Or, where I'm know, just they, like, oh, this is cool. They try really, really hard to take from them. And fall off a fucking cliff and make yeah, and, the and this game yeah. doesn't even feel like it. This game doesn't even feel like it's remotely trying to have the same tone because, like, it's like, well, we're gonna have a bunch of NPCs and some of them are gonna like talk to you over the in-game radio equivalent, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. But like, you're going. It's weird to play something so directly close to Bloodborne that isn't that I like asked... lacks all the drip. I asked an AI to draw what it would look like if Timothy Chalamet was trapped in Bloodborne. <laughs> and I like I personally have so little patience for this specific aesthetic. This this Tim Burton really? washed steampunk bell epoch bullshit. I, really? I don't know what it is about it, but it I hate it. That's funny. I I never knew that. I never knew that that was like the paper thin pressure point for you where you're just like, no. That's everyone has their thing yeah. in that regard where they're just like, I fucking it like for for hyper specifically for Eric. It was when uh, SpongeBob kept doing the Ren and Stimpy's hyper <laughs> reality zoom in mm -hmm. drawings. Yeah, everyone has one of those. 
Uh, I'm not even going to touch this demo in case, listener, you have not <laughs> deciphered that. This is not... Um, no. One thing I do like is that they added perfect parries. Like, if you just, you can just time hitting the block and you get the perfect parry and it feels pretty mm. good. Does, so it feels better than Sekiro? Because Sekiro has, like, a perfect parry, right? It doesn't feel quite as good as that, but it's around oh. that same sort of thing. Okay. Because okay, Sekiro right. kind of, like, if you perk parry, you kind of crumple the enemy. This really does just block them. Okay. Gotcha. Um, it, it does have... Su enemies will have super attacks that you have to parry or dodge. Mm -hmm. I'm never touching this game. No yeah, and they they do I, they do way over lock on to like a Souls game where it's like I sure am keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, we like, need a word to describe. We need to describe. <laughs> we need a word to describe the relative physics that all of these Souls likes have. I, where it's like I, a man can put all their force into a forward strike, but if what they're looking at moves, all of that momentum seamlessly diverts. From, FromSoft is pretty good about not having them spin on a fucking record player as they're swinging. If the swing has started, you're safe, but you can roll around the one frame before they second. No, they'll turn 90 degrees instantly and nail you. But this feels like it isn't even that good. Yeah, I luck like it, it's on game pass, so I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one Souls game not made by FromSoft that I ever saw a single neuron fire for. For me. Are we counting Neo? And I was like, hey, did Neo do anything for you on any of those? I played the first Neo and I'm like, I fucking hate this. But aesthetically, at least Neo had the sauce, especially with two. Mm -hmm. Two had amazing little character scrimblos and <laughs> the yes. cat and all this shit. And that was awesome. But gameplay wise, yeah, I played Neo. You fucking one hated one. Fallen Order. Yeah. I love parts of it. It, it, it seemed you hated got, all the parts they took from Souls. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> did, and I didn't even know they were from Souls. That was my first Souls like, right? I'm like, why the fuck does this game do this? This is stupid. Who the fuck in their right it, goddamn mind it, would do this? It really is like it really is this really delicate, impressive balance from Soft does. Like, I, there were threads when Elden Ring came out talking about the obviously intentional comedy in FromSoft games, like the chest in, in, in Elden Ring that just teleports you to hell. <laughs> that's, in, that, that's like one of the first chests you can run up on, and it just teleports you into literal hell. That's really good. Or, or the ball enemy that is just a big ball and will roll down a hill at you, stop if you dodge it, and come back up the hill at you. Yeah, no, that's clearly comedy. Like, that's the and thing. Like, I could play Elden Ring and get the bits that are just funny ha-ha's. But I'm, I'm just, I was just reading everybody talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, and when Pete, somebody else tries to do this, it's going to be the worst game ever made. <gasps> like, it's Gearbox just going to be entirely -like. Could you imagine Gearbox made a Souls-like? That would be like a, a fucking Event Horizon moment. <laughs> I feel like they're not physically capable of that act. Like you would order them to make a souls like, and they'd come back with borderlands three DLC where everybody had paper souls, character masks on. 
I don't know. I'm just imagining Claptrap doing that rolling boulder bit. And I'm like, I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so would Claptrap doing the fatty roll? Yeah. Like he's just rolling in slow motion, even though he's a fucking robot with one I'm wheel. Just, I don't know. All I can see with that is like the, the, the Borderlands 3 Dark Souls DLC, where they're just doing every tweet anybody has ever made about funny from soft NPCs, like where they write fake dialogue. Yeah. It'll be like, uh, okay, uh, that's that's the tweet about the fucked up laughing grandma. You have that character. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. I'm, so, I'm going to pretend your story doesn't exist so I can be impressed by your shooting. Someone in chat was uh, saying Godfall, but here's the thing. That was only published by Gearbox, and that game is not that much like a Dark Souls. It really isn't. I wouldn't have... It's a melee game. I wouldn't, right. have, I wouldn't have tolerated it. Was I, I would have been way more negative coming back. I'm like, first off, it's a fucking Dark Souls game, so I'm fucking miserable. Secondly, <laughs> it is mostly elevator by mass. <laughs> Can you imagine the elevator Dark Souls game? That would be truly the we have lost sight isn't that, of God. <laughs> isn't that the first surge? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I feel like surge is the abandoned parking garage Dark Souls game. Yeah, Thor High Heels as a bit draws his character into the Surge One because it has abandoned parking lot vibes. That that seems like a thing he would do, is what I'm trying to say. The, the, because the Surge oh man. just feels like the pinnacle of what we're talking about, where it's like, hey, what's the coolest part of all these FromSoft games? Where they have like 50 wildly different big cool bosses. How many do you have, the Surge? Six. And, and and since they're since we only have six, they have to be weird set pieces, so they can, they don't work like normal bosses. I really appreciated Demon Souls Remaster, so it's really sad whenever every Dark Souls inspired thing comes out and seemingly goes worse for people who even enjoy Dark Souls <laughs> than that one for me. Because you know, just like Star Wars, there's a lot there that isn't the mechanics of Dark Souls that are so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it's so weird that people hyper fixated on the on like the part that is the least impressive. I, and I, I even feel like I even feel like there was a period where FromSoft lost the plot. Where I kind of feel like with Dark Souls 2 and 3, they kind of lost the plot from Dark from Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, and Elden Ring, where it has that we're a tabletop DM and we'll let you get away from with some shit if you're clever. Or it's like, yeah, every boss has the secret thing you can go find that makes them fall on their ass and cry. And two, two and three don't really have that. Hmm. And none of these clones ever do. Yeah, I've certainly heard a number of people who are Dark Souls fans just pop off way harder for Elden Ring than for Dark Souls 2 and 3, and I didn't know how much of that was some sort of genetic like you're talking about that was lost in 2 and 3 versus it's open world now. Because you know open world really does a thing. Yeah. It is that they them pussy of video games. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. Like, they're definitely, like, Dark Souls 2, I would almost, like, is so fucking different. Mm -hmm. Then, then even one, then even three, it like it. I it. The reason it has its weird fans is because it's so different, right? But three really is just like, what do we have going on? Well, we're being kind of meta because we're making the same game again. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it doesn't really have like any of the sauce that three does. I mean, that Elden Ring does, like yeah. none of it, pretty much. But. 
we need to wrap and keep going because I feel like one of us may have played a number of games we need to talk about. <laughs> I did play uh, a lot did, of the demos. Did anyone want to say anything else about Liza P's penis before we move on? I might try it again. I might pick it back up because okay. I hear that the demo opens up after the boss and there's more stuff. So maybe yeah. something that will motivate me to, to try the full game. Well, you know, I hear it's free. <laughs> on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Right. It's a free video game, so assuming you could wrench away the Xbox Series X for Magro. It's going like I don't know when this game comes out. Yeah. It's kind of we're we're heading to an insanely busy time of year. Like yeah. August and September and October all seem completely stacked. Yeah, it seems like the last four oh, months this, this year are fucked. fucked. This yeah. game's fucked. It comes out on September nineteenth. Oh, right next to Starfield. Well, Bob, gonna you're going to atomized. You're going to have to arm wrestle Agro <laughs> for the Series X. It's okay, Agro. We can just get you a Series S to play Starfield on. Bro, I can I can wait a few patches and play Starfield at the end of the year. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was going to launch and be fully done. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah, great and ready to go. <laughs> Matt Booty said it's already less buggy than any Bethesda game they ever released. And Todd Howard says it runs pretty good on the Series S. Is that a direct quote? <laughs> I'm not sure of the exact phrasing. Actually, you know what? I've got it right here. <laughs> that is some high praise. <laughs> yeah, no, I, think Todd, I, I think Todd Howard literally said it's actually running a decent clip above 30, so we have headroom. He did say that, yeah. I don't fucking believe him after Fallout 4. I mean, here's the thing. I absolutely would believe that it could run at over 30 and then okay. hitch massively. He said, he said it's running nicely. Okay. That could mean a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. Now I now that's when I would that's that this is why I could never interview anybody where I'd be like, what what how in the grand scheme of the Todd Howard scale? How does that, how does running nicely compare to the launch state of Fallout 4 on consoles? <laughs> you brought a whiteboard. <laughs> you put like little notches and a line across it. You're like, here's Fallout 4. How close are you? <laughs> you don't give me, give me exact numbers. I just need a range. Yeah, just relatively here. Spatially. These might, be, these might be hard to find, but I really do recommend somebody go try and find the Jeff Gerstman is driving home. He has an hour-long commute because it's California. Of course you do. His phone is in his pocket, and he's just talking about how Fallout 4 rant runs so badly on consoles, it broke his spirit. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of Giant Bomb back then, and um, man, that sure was an interesting game of the year as Brad Shoemaker's just like, well, you can't make a game like this and it run well. And Jeff's like, that's a fucking excuse. Don't you give it's, them it's, that excuse. God, the, the, the game of the year thing, you can find it on YouTube really easy. Just a giant bomb Fallout 4 game of the year. And it's be like, it's, it's Jeff Kirschman saying, they've made like four of these. Surely they can fix any of these problems that have been present in them all. And then the other two guys going, no, it's literally impossible. Also, the size of the game means none of those complaints matter. And you, you shouldn't be allowed to bring them up at all. God. Yeah, that's that's what it is what it is. Yep. Uh but yeah, anyways, we, we need to kick that topic down the road. Any more thoughts on lies of P? 
Okay, then we're moving on. Hey, Agro, what demo other than Final... Oh, wait, you already talked about Viewfinder. Is the only demo you played left Final Fantasy 16? Uh, yeah, I only got to the three, I think. Okay, let's talk about Final Fantasy 16. I did not play what? this demo. I was too busy. Uh, I don't know what they did with the performance mode, but they made it wrong. Oh, that's the last thing. <laughs> Here's why they... No, no, it's, it's even crazier than you think, Dan. It runs pretty locked 60 in combat. Okay. But out of combat, they seem to decide, no, we need more visual fidelity, so you're impressed. So now it's going to be at like 40. It's, it makes no sense. I've never seen a performance yeah. mode act this way in a game ever. That's weird. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a teensy bit of hope, a teensy bit, because apparently this demo is three versions behind what's going to ship on the disc. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I. the The thing is, when you say that, where the combat runs at sixty, and then the the more visually impressive stuff is like uh, below that, a lot of the combat takes place in the smallest rooms imaginable. Okay, so I need to talk about something real quick before we get too deep into the discussion, and then I'm gonna hand off. I haven't played this demo. I haven't seen anyone play this demo. But when I read Bob's tweets, the nature of his tweets, not the specific comments and criticisms and musings, made me realize it sounds like more like he's describing a fucking action game, like content-wise, and that blew my fucking mind. So you saying that mm -hmm. is driving me even more in the direction of, is this just a fucking action game? What the fuck is... Yeah, no, you literally it, seem it, to it, load into just here, here's your action game level. It, it's then, really going to depend on it's really because this demo has the first chunk of the game mm -hmm. where it would make sense to be more linear and not have any kind of open stuff. And then here we we put you in a level a little bit further with all these moves so you can see like the full breadth of the combat. Mm -hmm. So the so I don't know. I assume there's going to be more open stuff, but it very well could just and, and people have implied there is more open stuff. But yeah, what is in this demo is just action game levels. Yeah, and like like I said in those tweets, there's less explorability to them too with the, than the average Double May Cry mission. Right, because you play Double May Cry 5 and you have the rooftop segment and other segments that are really wide and have winding paths and things. Right, but I even compare it to like Double May Cry 3 where it felt like there's more... You choose your direction and mm -hmm. you find out the way to the... Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah the, the, two, the two levels they give you are pretty much entirely linear and it's literally the first level of the game and then a set piece... And then a chunk of a later thing, not even the whole thing. I like they've shown a hub, they've shown some towns. I don't know if it's going to be more open or if they just they just made an action game. You know, uh, I, I have no, no doubt. I mean, like it's it's a big ass Final Fantasy game. There's going to be different areas, mm -hmm. but it it seems like it, especially for story moments, it will be peppered with you are at A, go to B, and fight the dudes. Yeah, um, that's that like that's how Yakuza works. Um, real quick, I'm noticing a lot of people in chat, and the, the reason I'm addressing this now is because I know it will just happen again later in the comments, and I'm not gonna reply to the comments about this. I'm talking about this structure and content, not the mechanics of the combat. Not once was I talking about that. Mm -hmm. Uh because I see people bringing up like platinum worked on it. And it's like these two things that are action RPGs, and I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm literally talking about the thing we all just mentioned, mm -hmm. which is content-wise, the level layout is like that. And I'm trying to remember, because there was a PS1 RPG that is a lot like that, but I cannot remember which square one it was. It may have been Brave Fencer, but even Brave Fencer had open areas. Yeah, I... Where's the... the th th like, 
they brought up God of War a couple times in interviews, and it does kind of remind me of that. Like, it's a level like that, or it's just you go through a relatively linear progression of combat arenas. I, I wouldn't say, like, I'll need to see more because it feels a lot less like that than I expected. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, in God of War, there's a lot more, like, explorable areas and everything feels a little bit more interconnected, whereas this is like, here's your world map click on that and you you then do the action game mission or click on this and then you go to a a town, town. but it's really just a, a straight line to walk through and see cutscenes. And I have to I have to ask this part or make this statement slash question. Um this is a demo and spoilers for the demo, but it's apparently like the first two and a half hours of the game. So mm -hmm. it's clearly not yeah, that deep it, cut it of a spoiler. Over. Um this is the opening and it's timeline wise before the rest of the game. So there is a yes. possibility the scope is more narrow because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It, okay. it does have the way it's structured is like starts in the like the future. Then mm -hmm. you go to the past and then you, you see a little bit more in the future. And then you make a train with Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I could say present and past like yeah. flashback maybe the maybe the present because they said there was three timeline points and i have no idea what one we started in that demo mm -hmm. if we're i also i also cut this this isn't this is more story related but i i'm also starting to believe that it's entirely possible that halfway through that game we'll just switch to, to a different character <laughs> yeah i mean if, if if there's three timelines i if, if you on a graph you, take the kid from the past version and how big and gruff he gets in the later timeline. If you follow that trajectory out, you sort of become something inhumanly swole and gruff, and I don't think that's a possibility. You, you, play, as a, you, play, as, you play as a different character in the demo. Mm. Like, there's, a, there's tiny oh, little yeah, chunks where you true. are playing as another character. Um, they, also, there's the two parts of the demo are the actual beginning of the game, and then we say that little weird thing to check out the combat. That could be the three different ages because we see two ages in the one, and then he has a different outfit in that uh, in that separate demo, mm. which might mean he's a different age and he's just not that visually different. Like he could be tw say twenty five in one, thirty in the other. Right. So yeah. you wouldn't see a massive di difference in his appearance. Okay. I I think that I think that's actually like in the same time frame as that opening of the game, though. What what I imagine is is that combat chunk they gave us is a little bit after the opening because they even say you have powers from way later in the game than you would have them in this actual chunk of gameplay. Right. Given that you're describing the structure as this, I am wondering if this might be one of the shortest final fantasy games ever, like a mainline final fantasy. Hmm. Because when you have a structure like that, yeah, it might be short. I don't know. Yeah, it people well have be. said it's fucking huge. Okay. Yeah, like, that's like true. We did have like that leakers, like leakers have said this is bigger than Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will be. Well, I mean that's not out, so that doesn't mean anything. I know, but I mean even if we assume it isn't somehow way shorter than the first one, that puts it at like 30, 35 hours at least. Hmm. Which is pretty still pretty big. Yeah, I'm really torn whether or not to play this demo because technically the progress carries over to the final thing, but. I I'd wait. It's one week away. Right. That's the thing. At least and maybe and maybe they'll have fixed the performance mode more on the in the final version. Hmm. 
Bob, did you? We're actually we we heard a bit from Bob uh, Agro. Did you have any musings about the demo you wanted to share? Uh, speaking as an Ugu Gaga baby gamer, um, <laughs> <laughs> like this the, this combat is because I was worried about. It. They're like, oh, it's 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 going to be a fucking action game, and Platinum is helping to make it. I'm like, well, shit. Uh, but but even without putting on all of the helpful jewelry, like this might be the most generous, perfect dodge window I have ever felt in a video game. It is yeah, not game, challenging. Yeah, there. I, I actually probably will play this game more than once on like those weird sicko difficulties they said they were adding for post game because the main game is kind of cheesecake. Like at least what, of what this demo is, mm-hmm. it's pretty cheesecake. And there and there's not they they said we're not doing different difficulties like in the base game Chris did you have anything you want to say about it uh, I like the combat it definitely feels more like an action RPG combat system to me than a pure action game because you have uh you have like cooldown moves and stuff but I guess that well I guess God of War is an action RPG now so right I yeah guess that's an action RPG come I really like the flow of the boss fight against uh, the Garuda woman, Benedicta, that's in the combat part of the demo. I really liked the progression of that fight where you, you fight her normally, then she turns into like this weird hybrid Garuda form that is not the not the big set piece segment yet. It's just another phase of the fight. And I liked that progression. Uh, I really liked the part where the dog fucking did a Tilt-A-World DDT on her. That was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just the dog grabs her by the throat and like whips her around and throws her. That's really good. Yeah, I think that yeah, was easily I, the best part of the demo. <laughs> I'm I this demo made me pretty excited. Like I really liked a lot of the things they did. Um, I like the fact that they're giving bosses big dumb cinematic moves. You press a button to see a cool animation where you own the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I love that in games. Like, I, that's a big part of why I love God of War is because you get the press square to brutalize Heimdall. Right. Uh, but that, man, they really they really need to sort out whatever whatever brain problems they have with that performance mode. Because nothing's, uh, nothing's uglier than a frame drop. Nothing's prettier I mean, than a great smile. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's like the gaming equivalent of that. I mean, that's that's how I feel. Like, I would yeah. much rather have a game have markedly lower fidelity than regularly have like five, six. Oh yeah, yeah, drop. for sure, dude. I see. That Harvest... just looks like shit. But uh, I'm, yeah, the... I'm running Harvestella in 4K 120, and it looks beautiful. Like, I love this fucking Final Fantasy 13 ass aesthetic being that sharp and running that smooth. Yeah, a, a lot of the stuff that is running bad like this is because they're going for that uncharted like scenario of everything's crumbling around you and there's giant monsters and stuff in the background like i don't it I don't not know even that not even that it runs bad like there's just a section where you're walking around a camp yeah that's and true it can't, also. it can't it can't hold above 40 and somebody was like yeah you can see the frame rate shift up when you like go through a door into a combat encounter that's outdoors it really seems like they were like well we can cr- we can pop everything up when you're out of combat to, for fidelity. So I got to ask because I haven't, once again, haven't seen any of this demo that squeeze through segment that the internet had a fucking shit fit about. That's the sort of thing that'll separate these segments you're talking about from the combat segments, right? What? Cause they had somebody I, squeeze through the smallest opening in a forest. 
maybe oh, oh, oh. this was if a while ago. The no, demo. The, no, I remember what you're talking about, but that yeah. didn't really come up in the demo. Okay. Yeah, if there's 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 one thing where he literally steps between two close objects, but it is literally like you would step between two objects. It's not a squeeze through. You just okay. You just and this through it. This doesn't happen every time you enter a combat. Thing. No, but something they no, do okay. do is like, hey, the door is hard to open. Hold the R2 button. It has, it has a very strong like PS2 God of War feel of like. Man, this didn't need to be here. It certainly didn't need to be this long or often. Yeah, at least you're yeah, holding R2 <laughs> instead of bashing R2 over and over. Yes. That's I, I a little bit I better. I almost like that. I almost like that. It's just because it, ob it obviously isn't loading because they just oh, throw yeah. it in randomly where it makes no sense. Yeah, no, it's so definitely it, not loading. It just is like old game design. <laughs> so so there is something that, uh, that pleases my fucking stupid monkey brain. When you hold the, the trigger and this dumb child like does a thrusting forward kick into a big wooden beam to knock it over <laughs> yep okay um hey bob did anyone else find it weird that the young clive sounds like insanely gruff already <laughs> well, he's got a gruff would, life some well, his people mom hates him like so it's what uh, you know his mom hates him, so he's had it rough. So he's just always like, oh, mother. <laughs> I chew gravel. I mean, I, I might have been if I wasn't distracted by the fact that uh, he's the only one wearing his shoulder in that, or I'm sorry, his sword in that dumbass shoulder sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if that would upset you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if someone... everybody was doing it, it would just turn into background noise eventually. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do you feel about the, uh, the 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 armor on the chocobo aggro? We see the war chocobo. The chocobo look funny in this. They look kind of like shoe bills. Uh oh. Yeah, they. they mm -hmm. Hope Eric doesn't pick this game up. <laughs> they still look chocobo enough to me, but it was like, it's so weird just being like, this is Game of Thrones, but there's a chocobo. <laughs> like, little little horse claw esque. So, something I didn't know about the Game of Thrones thing. Did you know that fucking. Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, and Twelve all have all were explicitly have God of Game of Thrones mentioned as an inspiration. I didn't know Game of Thrones the books were that old. They were. They the first that one came out in '96. Yeah, that man does not write very fast. No, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, wow, I can see it, and I'm like, I'm like sitting here like, so are all those conversations. Where I'm like, yeah, like in all the conversations that in, in Tactics Ogre, which are exactly the same as the conversations in this about like, yeah, everybody, everybody sucks shit. We have to go kill these civilians. Is that just all got get what Game of Thrones is? Because I've never read or watched any of it. I've only watched like half an episode. And something about the exact structure of they do the serious conversation and then have wander off to do a sexy time was like exactly what I'd seen in that. And it was weird to see that here where they can't have nudity. So it's like, who is this even for? <laughs> I mean, they could. It's an rated game. Yeah, but it's from Japan and they won't. And I'm pretty sure the USRB oh, yeah. is even like, no. Video games. They can't be like cinema. No. It's not allowed. We can't let you do this sex. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, yeah. Video games aren't like cinema. Video games now are like if they said we're like... The Lord of the Rings trilogy will now be one movie. It will take seven years to make. You just need to accept that this is how movies are made now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ticket price will be $60. You will be trapped in the theater for eight hours straight. 
Oh, cool. That's something I desire. Thank you. <laughs> Welp. Uh, I assume everyone's good. Yeah, I mean, all I got, really got to say is it kind of just confirmed my fears. Like, the combat's fine and kind of yeah. fun, but I don't like anything in the story, and I think the art style is really boring. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you still picking it up next week? Yeah. Because there's this slight hope that it gets there's more interesting as it goes. Yeah, there's always the chance. There's always the chance that it gets more insane in the back half. And get, just that stops, it, drops how just grim and boring everything is. Like, please. Like, Which, even even all the, like, because, uh, like, Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, which is the big expansion that where they actually got to do what they fucking wanted because they weren't now now make something salvageable with all these assets mm -hmm. right that had a lot of game of thrones energy but by the end you were still fighting these 12 dick bags who turned into giant 12 foot tall knights of the round and were fucking flying at you from all directions and you're fighting them on a platform of light like in the sky so it it could go into that sort of thing in the back half Mm -hmm. that okay. that tends to be how like final fantasy 12 and tech and tactics right. ogre and yeah. final fantasy tactics and all the shit that yoshi p likes from matsuno goes anyway yeah i just have so to maybe. hope like sid in the who's in the combat part of the demo he seems like an interesting character and i feel like everyone in the prologue is completely uninteresting and made to be killed off so maybe once we get past that it'll be interesting stuff Uh, Agro, I was going to ask, are you getting this next week? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. That shit comes out Wednesday at midnight, technically Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully GameStop is going to do that midnight launch week pick up Wednesday night. They better do that midnight launch because that fucking cashier acted cocky as hell when I asked him the simple question of, are you doing a midnight launch? He's like, we always do. And I'm like, half of the games I bought from you in the last six months didn't. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that there's not been a single game I've ordered from you guys that you've done a midnight launch on. I called you today for Star Wars and you said you weren't doing it. <laughs> But I'm not going to say anything because this guy is a GameStop employee. And I know explaining to him how stupid he's being to me right now is pointless. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a moment. It was really weird. There was a real arc there of GameStop employees are as bad as the memes say. And then they're fine. And now we're back into that. No, they're exactly as bad as the memes say. This is the same GameStop that told me. The Pikmin 4 trailer looked as bad as it did because one of the developers hooked his phone up to the computer that made the game and it deleted everything. God. This wasn't even the same guy. There's a different guy there to tell me an outlandish excuse for, like, a pretend story every time. It's almost like when you have a bad store manager, they just hire bad employees and it's what? all just bad all the way down. It's weird. Say what? <laughs> anyway... Uh, Agro, did you play anything else you need to talk about? Uh, I did not. Okay. Hey, Chris, did you play anything <laughs> you want to talk about? I didn't play shit other than that demo because of the summer of gaming. Hey, Bob, did you play DDR? No, I didn't play DDR. Well, time to move on to that. 
<laughs> hey, Bob, what you been playing? Oh, man, I played a lot of demos for the Summer of Gaming. That's I right, it's the Bob Demo Roundup! But it's not Summer, summer Steam Next Fest. Fest. It's not that. No. That's next week, that I believe. next week. I will try and play some for that, I, though I played too much for this. Bob, when I say it's uh, the Bob Demo Roundup, this is the audience. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is them. They're so excited. What have you been playing? Oh, that's true. You can wishlist all of these now. You can wishlist Bob <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I tried Ollie Frog Toes Skater, which we saw is a uh, Tony Hawk inspired game where you play as a frog. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very cartoony looking. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is a Tony Hawk game made by someone else. Yes. So, yes. The physics all feel weird and kind of off and too fast. Okay. And the moves don't work half the time. So, it's unplayable. Mm. <laughs> that's all i got to say about that okay oh right and some of the, a lot of the songs sound like weird covers of tony hawk 2 sound Ooh, songs that's my exact jam <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get sued by everyone as i make my album on Bandcamp. that is me knocking off every song on tony hawk 2. <laughs> um i also tried Unguard. um this is that game that's like zora inspired we saw you play as a lady in a cool big hat, and uh, she has freckles and an insanely sharp jaw. Um, but yeah, it's a rape pure fighting game set in like Mexico. Um, it's really focused on using uh, like a third person co- action combat where you parry and stuff with your rape pure, but also you use the environment a lot. So it'll be things like boxes and uh, weapon racks and stuff you can kick people into and throw at people. And you kind of use the environment to your advantage. It it was really neat. I was surprised um, after you beat the regular demo, which is like the beginning of the game. It also gives you like a just here's a super like combat arena, whereas it has a ton of stuff to use, and it has like platforming mechanics mixed in. It has what mechanics mixed in? Platforming. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, that was cool. You can like the enemies all chase you around the environment so you can kind of lead them to all run by a cannon and then show a, a the candle at the can the cannon explodes i'm a little disappointed by her jaw i think you oversold it that a bit the, the art doesn't portray it there that's weird okay yeah the in-game model is much more defined oh, okay <laughs> uh but yeah that was cool uh you can try the demo but can you Wishlisted. You probably wishlisted. I think I wishlisted. I, I hope that it's coming to other stuff because even on the 1080, I can only pl- I, I can run it like lock 60 or so. At Bob, high please. Settings. 1080 Ti. 1080 Ti. You have to, it, th- that actually is a marked difference yes. between those two. Unlike nowadays, mm-hmm. you can only barely do 60. So. Yeah, you, but I could turn down the, the to medium settings. It'll probably be fine. Are you at 4K or? I think I'm, I was 1440. Yeah. Oh, so not even four. Huh yeah wow all right uh, but that that was cool i tried anton blast which is a the pizza tower like <laughs> yep. bold it. new world yep these poor fucking people releasing right after pe- how is it bob i've never played wario land before okay i assume this that's what this is like I mean, it looks exactly like the virtual Wario Land game mixed with um, Yoshi's Island aesthetically. Yeah, it has a lot of stuff that makes me feel like a Game Boy Advance game, but scaled way up. Like something about the sprites just looks like that to me. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like internally it runs at that resolution. Maybe. Because 
yeah, those, those are some chunky pixels. Mm-hmm. Your co-host is now Anton Blast. Please enjoy. Oh, no. So. Uh, I didn't know this game had two characters because you get the warrior like dude that's on the cover and all the promotional stuff. But then you can also play as this girl who looks like she's from The Mask, like she's wearing the mask and she's there with a green face. Any idea what her name is? Because I, I need to show this. Up. I oh, no wait, idea. I found her. <laughs> I found her. This is. Yeah, I think her name's Annie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Let me just. Yeah, they both make really good faces as they run around through through environments. Um, the it's weird. The platforming and stuff feels pretty good, but mm-hmm. ladders don't seem to work like well at all. I feel like yes. there's one pixel you have to be on. There's ladders are a problem because they have this weird thing where it's like you can't stand at the top like in every other game 2D platformer ever made with ladders. There's that, but just getting them to grab the ladder is a, a huge difficulty I had. Okay, so maybe this is just me, but when I saw Bob playing as this character, I'm like, if somebody wanted to make uh, Femme Roger Klotz on Newgrounds two decades ago, <laughs> something about it. Just the green skin and menacing en- energy. <sighs> I don't know. Also, the way your uh, jumping is works is really strange in this, because you jump in the air, you have an attack button where you spin your hammer. Uh, if you hit the ground while spinning, you'll bounce up. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can just hold the attack button to do that. But to do another bounce after that when you hit the ground, you need to time an attack hit with the gra- hitting the ground, even though you're still in the same spinning animation that caused you to do the super jump before. Okay. It, which is super hard to get used to. Is like, okay, so I have to time this really specifically, but only on the second time, not on the first time. And it, my brain just could not wrap around that because, like, like, why can't I just hold the attack button for each time I want to bounce? It seems strange. I didn't even know that was a mechanic. I was like, nah, I, I guess I just missed the jump and have to start over. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, a surprising amount of Yoku blocks. Did not think that'd be in, this, in the demo. Oh, my favorite Mega Man mechanic. Yeah, at least they're the kind where you can see, like, they go into the background, so you see where they're going to come from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's infinitely more yeah. taller. Yeah, it's way better than regular Yoku blocks. It's yeah, and, and, it's, and this is um, this is like a Wario Land-like, so it, it's not going to have, like, death pits. Yeah, I guess not. It has spike picks and stuff, but you just take damage. Yeah, and you have, like, like in Pizza Tower, you can't die at all. Huh. You can die in this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you I, can. You have, you have six, you have, only have six hits. Yeah, I, I had gotten near the end of the escape because every time you get to the end of the level, you run back out of the level. Um, I died in that a lot for that second level to put out, which is pretty hard. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It seems neat. I need to try Pizza Tower and see if it's just flat better. <laughs> which I, mean, I wouldn't I be surprised. I don't think we should put queens up against each other. <laughs> But based based on the demo, I certainly like Pizza Tower a lot more. Okay. It's really fascinating to see two games clearly come out and go, we're making a new Wario Land. Mm-hmm. And they both just have a very different direction they went in. You know? Like, at no point does the pro tag of Anton Blast look like his skin is going to melt off his face because of the sheer intensity of his panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the Anton Blast guy is very much angry, not not <laughs> like worried. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's he's kind like they lean it further into the Wario aspects that Nintendo never would. Like he's crazy, he loves money, he likes booze and explosions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything blows up. I actually had to turn down the screen shake intensity 
because it starts out so much that it's hardly playable. <laughs> <laughs> and you can turn it up from where it starts it. Jesus. Okay, that's unexpected. Uh, there we go. I think I got it. The protagonist of uh, Pizza Tower. Mm -hmm. That dude looks like someone did the the Vulcan mind meld or whatever with him. I'm probably going to say that from Star Trek. Yeah. And it's just giving him all of the negative emotions they stored oh, up over decades. Um, <laughs> that's not the mind meld, but it's the thing that Spock's dad has to do to Picard. In that yeah. Because he has like the Vulcan equivalent of senility, which doesn't make you senile. It just makes you lose the Vulcan emotional control. Y yeah, you just start raging. <laughs> you just start roiding and raging, basically. That, 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 that's where that's where the great clip of Picard just screaming, "No, it's wrong!" <laughs> As he like shakes violently. Yeah, that was a great episode. Anyways, yeah. uh, before the events of the game, somebody just did that to the protagonist of Pizza Tower. <laughs> the pr the protagonist of Pizza Tower is like if Courage the Cowardly Dog was an Italian chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mm. fair. Uh, it's called working in the food industry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Right. We've been there. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy all the posts of people just posting his faces with like, this is how it feels when the tax man asks me for a form. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love all the, yeah. The, the Kobeni's <laughs> like he's de her dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, what else did you play? I also played Kato, which is C-A-T-O. Uh, this is a puzzle platform where you play as a cat and a slice of bread with jam on it. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of neat and funny, but also not very good, and there's, like, no music. Uh, you play as the cat and the toast separately, and if they combine, they can do, do infinite jumps, and the whole point is to try and get through these tiny little puzzle rooms and get to the uh, end of them. Is, I, is this one of those games where it's, like, even 10 years ago, this would have been a flash game everybody got into for like a minute. Mm hmm. Yeah, probably. The, the physics, like the moving the cat even feels weird enough for me to be like, yeah, it's a flash game. Like I, the main reason I just don't want to play it anymore. I didn't even finish the demo is uh, you moving the cat has a he's really slippery and it doesn't feel good. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, the next thing I tried. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> a tiny sticker tail oh that was the thing that was a four by three floating in the middle of the frame sort of zelda like where the edges of the four screens scroll you to the next screen a la zelda mm -hmm. and you pick up stickers and you place them in silhouettes of things in the environment is that right yes and you, you play this little donkey guy and some of it is the silhouettes you place them in but that's just kind of the tutorial like oh. things and a lot of it's just the point and click adventure game style stuff where it's just like okay i need to like i can pick up anything most things in the environment and put them away as in my sticker book as stickers uh -huh. and then put them elsewhere yeah and um, then, then the person's just like i suffer from great depression if only something would help me and you give him a coconut and he's like this somehow has helped me thank you for solving this very obvious puzzle player yes <laughs> and uh it, it does become like really obvious and bad puzzles for this entire demo unfortunately what is it's like hey i need five trees okay and wander around look you at gotta, five trees you gotta find those five trees um or five fish too okay you gotta get those five <laughs> fish what else do we have five stuff <laughs> At some point, you should start seeing five things in an environment and go, I'm going to need these. <laughs> right. You only, that's the main thing. You only have one page of a sticker book. So you need to make sure you have room in that one page for everything. Oh. 
Um, oh. But you can just push things down anywhere, so it's really just a matter of it'll take more time. Transporting. Than You're a mule. Yeah. 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 Um, I need five bags of cocaine. <laughs> this has a really cute art style, but I they really didn't figure out anything that made me like that wowed me with this mechanic that made me be like, oh, they've thought of things. Mm. It was very much just like, no. They didn't. It's a fast quest video game, but mm. the things you're fetching are stickers. Yeah. And it's cute. Man, it's been storming a lot for the last like five days. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting to start hearing it from your guys' end. Uh did you hear it through our mics? The question is, did the audience, because you have an open mic, they they get it a little compressed. Hey, hey, listeners, did you did you hear that? Okay. Well, we'll find <laughs> out it. It is very loud and scary. Yes. At the same time, though, it was worth it because it was 68 degrees last night. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of the summer part of the summer of games. No escape. Yeah, it's only 68 degrees here. <laughs> right? Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you. It just That's horrible. Yeah, that's truly awful. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Um, I also tried the Bookwalker Thief of Tales. Ooh. The fusion first-person game that also has isometric mechanics where you walk around and enter the books, or is that once you have entered the book? Yeah, you, you're first person in the real world. You walk around and do, like, really simple tasks in, the, in your one-room apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go inside the book, and it becomes the isometric view. Yeah. And it's just Ooh. literally an old-to-point click adventure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Weirdly, that has, like turn-based combat it's just in there and it's not very good it, it they only had to do it like two or three times in the whole demo and it's very much scripted it's not like they, a uh, random encounter it's like oh that this room will have it this has the guy who shoots you mm -hmm. yeah in this it's always uh like demons that have entered the book and try to eat the ink i guess and they're all they're always spiders so that wasn't great so just giant spiders you fight oh that's cool I'm so happy for you. <laughs> um, it's a point-and-click adventure, but... Egro, uh, you can probably tell me if this is something that's become normalized. A lot of times, you don't have the stuff you need to solve the puzzle. But you'll see a great art option that's just like, use the sledgehammer. And it's like, I wouldn't have any idea a sledgehammer existed until I read that option. Oh, I've not run across that before. I'm, hmm, I'm not sure if that's appreciated or infuriating yeah it's to me it came off as kind of infuriating because it was like you're spoiling it <laughs> yeah yeah that was kind of um as a, as a mild aside and this is definitely the only time we're going to talk about it you remember during the summer of gaming i believe it was during one of the smaller shows not one of the main ones they had that machine learning assisted mm uh adventure game where it had a text parser and it would have predictive text for the par text parser the machine learning part seemed to be the characters reacting to what you did in a side margin chat screen almost but it had this predictive action like he would type the word jump mm -hmm. and it would be like jump over at him jump out the window jump and i'm like this kind of spoils like part of text parsers part of it is trying to figure out what you can do. And if I could just write two letters and figure out every action I could do off of that, that kind of spoils that. That's all I could think of while you were mentioning your sledgehammer thing. Because mm -hmm. it is just like... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the goal. 
Um, doing combat in a point and click is not exactly completely unforeseen. Shadowgate exists, and it's interesting that this is isometric mm -hmm. point and click adventure with turn based combat <laughs> to replace you stabbing a motherfucker and shoving him into the pit. Right. Um, I think the story of this game is really weird and interesting. Mm -hmm. You're a writer who has been sentenced to 30 years of writer block by the writing police. It's <laughs> really weird. So you're working with some rogue agency that can remove your shackles that are causing your writer's block. And you have to do missions for them to so that they, they will remove it. I'm so excited for this to end up... Yeah, the creator of this game has insane politics. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't think for a second that will come out. <laughs> I don't um, understand. His game just told me that people were trying to censor him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really neat. The, the mixer of stuff you do in the real world is always... Very strange. Like the solution to that sledgehammer puzzle is um, the dude, the the character in the book, like your main character realizes he could break down this wall with a sledgehammer. So you leave the book and like you go borrow one from your neighbor who's really upset about even being talked to, but then just agrees to give you a sledgehammer for no reason. It's weird. I, I you know, I feel like I've known a lot of people who get there really fast mm. to that zone of I will do anything to stop talking to you. <laughs> What's that? You need to borrow a hundred dollars? <laughs> Let me go get that. It also, it, the inside of the apartment and everything kind of led me to believe this was set in the 1960s or so. But okay. then there's stuff that makes it seem way more like modern at, at times. Oh, he's I'm, just poor. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say hipster. Maybe. He's I mean, just he does a have poor a, hipster. <laughs> he does have an old school like turn dial phone. So oh, rotary dial. Yeah, yeah. rotary dial. So yeah, there's he might just be a hipster. Then there's just <laughs> deeply impractical levels of being hipster. God, I always think about because we used to have those in my house, and then we got a fancy. It was a a turn dial, but instead of an actual turn dial, you actually clicked the buttons yeah. that were in the in the formation. Yeah, I remember you guys had a touch tone phone in the shape of a rotary dial phone. Yeah. I was trying to remember where I'd seen that because you just started going, well, we moved on from, and my brain went, remember that dumbass who had that fucking stupid-ass phone? How the fuck was that? <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know. It's fancy, I guess. I like, someone's, like someone's going to sit there and look at the three-by-four array of numbers on a touchstone phone and go, where's three? <laughs> I don't know. Um... That, that that game seems neat. Okay. It's uh since you're going to different books, I imagine each do level is going to be really different. Like I this demo let me fully play through one book. Okay. Like it, the whole th idea is you go into the book to get an item. Like in this one was get the el elixir of immortality. And you can actually literally remove it from the book and give it to someone. Which is like why don't you just take it? <laughs> <laughs> the elixir of immortality. Now that's the 30 kind of years story or writer's block is, you know, who cares? Right. You're, you're immortal now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> is he going to forget all his great ideas? <laughs> hey, sometimes I do, which is why I make a channel, the podcast discord. And then, and then my co-hosts go, what the fuck is this channel, Dan? 
<laughs> you go, what? I don't need to answer for that for another year and a half. Right. <laughs> uh, I also tried Little, Little Nemo in The Guardians of Slumberland. This is one of the Little Nemo games that's coming up. To be clear, one of the two, there's not a third or fourth one that are hiding in the bushes that you don't know about. That we know of. Unless right. we also don't know about them. Yeah, I right. mean, at any moment, they could, someone could announce one. It's public domain. I could announce one. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm happy I'm gonna to announce. I'm going to announce one right now. <laughs> Darn it, both of you. That's, that's two more right there. If we, if we take this trend and work it outward, by next year, there will be 10,000 Little Nemo games. I think the most important part of this you need to know. They have turned Flip into a uh, Steven Universe looking pink haired girl. And they've done that. You just have to live with that. There's, it will not be addressed. And since every nothing's voice, I will just always read their dialogue in the same voice as the classic 50 year old <laughs> chain smoker voice. <laughs> and I can't stop this. It's not my fault. I can't stop it. Uh, what was the name of this game? Guardian Guardians of Slumberland. There we go. Okay, cool. I just want to see if I could get Flip, like an image of Flip from it from I, the internet. I think that's what one of the more recent stage play versions of went with. Huh. Uh, otherwise, this is a really slow-moving platformer with a Metroidvania structure of like, oh yeah, you'll get new powers and unlock new parts of the world i think this, this this character art is really well animated and nice looking unfortunately the backgrounds make me think of braid and i cannot stop uh, again yeah. it's not my fault oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's um, true. yeah we're true. we're seeing some slight differences in designs here between the original and you know I'm just, I'm glad anytime a new Little Nemo project is announced, I'm like, there's no way it'll be as racist as the original. <laughs> so that's good. Right. That's, that's a really, that's like a, you couldn't still make Flip a clown? I mean, you could make him a clown. They, they, you know, there's a certain. No, I mean them, they couldn't make this girl a clown. She's clown-esque a little bit. No, if they make her a clown, you'll be into her. That's what they know. <laughs> Arms was a lesson to everyone. <laughs> I mean, we're already going to have to live through that nightmare again when that new Ace Attorney collection comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, man. Um, I don't think it feels very good to play. You play a chunk of the demo without having any attack and you just have to pick up. Um, there's little, literally grass like on the ground, like Mario 2. You pick up turnips from and show, mm -hmm. and it feels way worse than Mario 2. So, yeah. It looks nice, though. I can't really say much other than that. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. It's really hard when you're making a game and you have to compare it to a Capcom game from the NES, if it's a known classic. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's rough. Oh, yeah, no. You definitely need to compare it to the movie or the original comic. <laughs> you cannot mechanically compare it to Capcom at their height yeah. uh, of 2D platform. You just don't do it, man. Yeah, and then after you beat the first boss, you get a yo-yo weapon, which is... Okay. Which feels really bad. <laughs> okay, what does it do? It goes, like, this far in front of you, uh -huh. and it just flicks out, and it just... It doesn't feel good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And it doesn't work on a lot of enemies, too. Like, Why, there'll be enemies that are invincible, too, and it's like, you need to throw something at them. 
And I'm like, is I that didn't... something candy? No, like I said, it's turnips or other enemies you can pick up and throw. All right. Okay. Candy drops out of the enemies you pick up the candy. Oh, uh, okay. There we go. And you also pick up moons. And if you get enough moons, it restores your health. I don't know if moons do anything else, though. Okay. Just to be clear, I'm going to have to buy this game anyways. The other one, no. <laughs> the other one looks so bad, I won't even buy it as a, as a little Nemo stand. I can't, I can't even remember what it looks like. The other one... Now I have to go find it. The other one, close your... Okay, close your eyes. Think of little Nemo. Now imagine some of the sketchiest people possible just pitched you a completely not done, oh, unbaked yeah, pitch. It's that one that's, that was a total scam, right? Mm -hmm. possibly that's the way it looked that's the way it looked the aesthetics of the kickstarter pitch was scam <laughs> so bob yeah any other comments on that or i guess not okay. yeah it, it, i i might still pick it up too it looks really nice yeah it's hard to get over the braid look of the backgrounds though for me yeah I, every time i look at it the backgrounds are the worst looking part by mile yeah bob just stares at the backgrounds and he's like why do i get the feeling these these backgrounds just have some questions to ask about things <laughs> right uh they do do an interesting thing um between worlds because they're different zones mm -hmm. uh there'll be like a dimensional gate and it, it looks pretty cool as you go into that it's like the loading screen in between areas in symphony of night like that you know, instead of that CD hallway, it's like this, just everything is space and you see statues floating in midair and stuff. And it transitions very smoothly between the two different aesthetic environments. Cool. That's cool. Um, and then the last thing I played. Uh-huh. Ebenezer in the Invisible World. This is that. Yeah. That is the Scroogevania? <laughs> yes, this is... The blatant Metroidvania uh, cross Christmas Carol. Yeah, the Christmasvania. Yeah, what the Christmas a bizarre project. <laughs> right? Adult Swim games looking ass thing. Yeah, it's a scrog like. <laughs> uh, you, it is set after the Christmas Carol, so you meet Tiny Tim, and he's like, "Oh, thank you for being so cool this Christmas again." Oh. <laughs> um, oh, so we're not going with like. Uh, certain cannons where he dies within a year no. of becoming a nice scrooge. <laughs> um, Interesting. I have to admit, I only played maybe five minutes of this. It feels terrible. You use the left analog stick only. You cannot use the D-pad in this 2D game. Yeah. Nope, wrong. There is <laughs> literal invisible walls everywhere. So you'll be going through the street and just like, well, clearly I should be able to jump into the next street. There's an invisible wall above each like end of each street, even though there's nothing there. It's just like the edge of the screen has to have a wall. I can't, you can't possibly enter the bottom of the screen from anywhere else other than the very bottom. It's all right. Um, it felt really bad, and I just stopped playing. <laughs> it also looks terrible, as you can probably tell. <laughs> like if you've seen any, even a single picture of that, you know. Yeah, I. It looked hideous. Uh, yeah, no, it did not look like a game I would play for the mechanics at all. Yeah, this is Scrooge has a three-hit combo. There's way too much story at the beginning. None of it seemed interesting. I ended up skipping it. But that was it. That was it. That's everything. Um, I realized there was one more thing I need to talk about in the opening segment. As a part of my fitness thing, 
I dug up my old fucking Apple Watch. Okay. And I'm using my Apple Watch again. So I've determined one thing from the last uh, three, four days of using this Apple Watch. The Apple Watch would have been better served just being a sensor you wore. Because it's really neat that it tracks your heart rate and calories burned and fitness stuff. And there's an app to track your sleep. Mm -hmm. Which, thank fucking Christ, it's still a pay once app. You can have it forever instead of like them going insane and being like, well, it's a subscription plan and it offers all these things. Because everything went that way on the App Store. Yeah. Um, it would have been better served just being a sleeker device that does that and tells me the time. Because maybe this is the case with newer uh, Apple Watches. I wouldn't know. I bought this thing on clearance and it's like the first version. But, like, the performance of scrolling through even notifications is, like, not where you would want it to be. In uh, various other use case things where I'm just like, it is possible the newer ones are a good experience. Mm -hmm. But there's no world in which I'm going to spend hundreds to find out. Yeah. Like, this costs almost half as much as a modern Apple Watch because I got it on clearance. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, it's it's neat. I have I have the watch face. Uh, hey, Chris, <laughs> want to see my cool watch? Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's really funny that Apple Watch has more of a justifiable market segment than the fucking Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. To this day, because it's like, yeah, of course, people go on walks and do like exercises and stuff. It tracks your heart rate, tracks it over time, can decipher like calories burned and all this other stuff. Apple Vision Pros for people who want VR but hate VR, <laughs> don't want to play games and um, just want to use a phone that floats in front of them in the, like one of the least intuitive ways possible. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Watches have been a thing for centuries. Right. <laughs> For a reason. Right. But they still had to make like a whole OS and a whole thing. Mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and while I could sit there and be like, well, the newer ones, the, the, the watch face stays illuminated at all times. You know, it, it the tech is built in where it doesn't need to worry about battery life as much. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay fucking 200 plus dollars to get a fucking watch with a screen face. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that is no, a lot. It's fine. It tracks my heart rate. That's all I fucking care about. Anyways, does anyone else have anything else to talk about before we head into Pablo? There was one more thing I want to say about Final Fantasy. Oh, there's just one more thing. Just one more thing. Okay, Bob. What's one more thing? Why is why is every combat room so dark in the in that combat part of the demo? I couldn't see anything. I literally couldn't see. Well, because you have fire. It's it. The contrast <laughs> is cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe I should just fucking turn HDR off and never turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that seems to be the only thing it does is make games darker. Yeah, like the only thing that the only reason I got hit a lot in that demo was like, I can't see him. Hey, Bob, <laughs> you know what? I don't know, man. That. Like, oh, go ahead. The, I was going to say the demo started up and it's like, move, move the brightness down until the left image is this. And I'm like, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I should call their bluff every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do on every game now. Is like adjust it until this. And I'm just gonna set it to the highest. <laughs> it's like adjust until the left square on the left disappears. It just cuts to Chris being the Chad meme, and it just says no. <laughs> Like it has to be HDR because I didn't you used to have to turn the brightness on every game up to max. HDR is a very complicated thing. And a lot and of people everyone does are, wrong, right? A lot yes. of people are getting it really wrong. Yeah. And I think I feel like there's an important distinction between 
HDR in a film and a video game. Mm -hmm. In a film, it's what the director wants you to see. In a video game, it's like, no, you need to see these for mechanical reasons. Right. Uh, which they don't seem to get sometimes. <laughs> well, there is the possibility that a lot of these devs are using LCD-based HDR screens. It's so true. they don't have true blacks. Because uh-huh. um, LCD can't get as dark. So... You know what helped this problem, though, Bob? That would solve this problem permanently. I don't think that I like this solution, Dan. It's a QD OLED. You see, <laughs> it's over it twice is. as bright as a normal OLED. If you just got that, you could see everything just fine. <laughs> what, Bob? It's, it's, it's probably not true, frankly. <laughs> right. We can pretend. Anyways, that's it. Let's talk. Pot Lords! <laughs> It sounds oh like you pulled Pod something. Right. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yes, that's I, I, right. Herniate yourself before the popcorn. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a popcorn. Podlords such as E. Lee Broyles, BN12. Mega Man as a series does not exist. Each game is a standalone. There are no Mega Man fans because each game has very little. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, Rado. One shade of me waiting for Bob to finish that DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Someday. Podlord be like still thinking about those beats. <laughs> WTF Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. I've now been Pavlo being conditioned to react like this every time I hear the phrase add to your Steam wish list. DFW3K. Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen, Kyle Bjork. Hi. Cat pick to get everyone through Summer Games. Ooh. Thank you so oh. much. Say, is that a Gatorade Zero? P3 is a Sonic CD game. Oh, no. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rising and Raiden. I want bootleg Jared Leto and his friends executed live. Understandable. <laughs> it could be anyone. We can <laughs> Stream audiences are very fickle, and their demands and tastes are constantly evolving. Cooper Tank. Thou art I, and I am thou. From the sea of thy soul I emerge. I am oh, Orpheus, no. master of no. plans. Uh, Stop! Man, imagine if that main character had a personality. Uh oh. <laughs> this just makes him, this just makes him look like fucking um the dude from Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing it. No. Moon Muse Entertainment Studio, Indigo Sites, Drive Typecast, Gaijin. No. No. <laughs> no. No. It's, it's spelled jeans. Evil Lucario, 
check out this raccoon from the South of Midnight trailer. Hell yeah. He looks tired. <laughs> he looks very crispy. <laughs> Apple Gothic survived budget dimension hell to come back to this bird slander. You probably wouldn't have so much trouble keeping those signs up if you <laughs> had made a better plan in the first place. <laughs> It's impossible. Do you think when we get to other bleach filler, there'll be some other character that replaces Jinkaria? No. I will be so happy if that happens. No, I don't expect that in the least. <laughs> Doing this input is my new nemesis. I'm I'm sorry. This is this is your life now. You chose the grappler life. The modern controls are right there. You can always do it. That's true. I was fucking with Guile on the modern controls. That was interesting. Still not sure if I'm ever going to use those. I know they wanted Like a Dragon 8 to bring Ichiban outside of Japan, but I didn't expect they'd go here. Stop! <laughs> 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 oh, man. Sarlene. Timothy Fister has finished all six of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters in under two months, just in time for 16. Good Ooh. job. And you still have a week to beat seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, there you go. You got this. <laughs> you got this. Just play them all and fast forward. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. The bounty on the one of one ring Magic the Gathering card is now $2 million and a paella. I am more tempted than ever. <laughs> Ruffy is not soy, but he will swap your gamer subs with piss. <laughs> no, don't. I feel like we deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> My gamer subs are sacred. <laughs> How dare you say they should be swapped with piss? Could you really tell the difference? I just have to ask. I haven't, How I haven't gritty tried. is your piss, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> please help. My piss is so powdery. <laughs> the doctor's like, I what, are, what are you eating? What are you eating that's so abnormal as to cause this? Oh, are nothing you just, but gamer sups. And just gamer sups and flour. <laughs> What else do you eat in a day? No, I listed it all. Melancholic Cloud. June 12th, 2023. I am still stuck on the PS3. 15 years and my creator is no longer with Konami. I have no port and I must scream. <laughs> soon, maybe. They, they implied soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, putting volume one on that really does imply that. A platformer straight out of Yoshikage Kira's wet dreams and slightly above average. Thank you very much to our pond lords. Thank you, Jinkaria. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. thank him. Don't. Thank, thank you, pond lords, and also Jinkaria. <laughs> thank, thank you, pond you to the no, I'm, no, I'm sorry. We're not in Japan. I should use his real name, Gene Courier. <laughs> <laughs> each each dish courier than the last. Thank you, pond uh, lords. But if you would like to become Jin Kari, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. 
uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can also run the bounce uh, and enjoy <laughs> such benefits such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended content for other shows we do when indeed such things exist for you to be given. You also get a patron-exclusive show occasionally where we watch something that's good or bad and, and you get to vote on what it is and we have to fucking talk about it. You also get commentary tracks for bad things. Uh, sometimes we just decide to watch them for no reason because we like self-harm, but you, if it's a bad thing we watch, you get a commentary track. Unless it's on a streaming service, then you don't get a commentary track because that was painful enough. Um, <laughs> But in addition to a bunch of commentary tracks, you also get a movie, Isolation 119, a stellar film about a man going to Thailand to solve the injuring of his brother. And he doesn't really have any leads, so he kind of just, like, meanders around the house he rented. That's patreon.com slash gvpodcast. Let's see. We got some news. Bob. Yeah. Valve has overhauled Steam. My God. <laughs> yes. It's really quite remarkable. <laughs> uh, in this overhaul, they've made it so that way the uh, Linux and Mac versions are now hardware accelerated. Thank God, okay. because, man, using the Mac version of St Steam was like, haha, this is unusable, bro. As in literally my brother. If you don't install Discord, we're never going to talk on an instant messaging thing. You better start texting my ass. <laughs> That's how bad it was before. Uh, they added a number of features. They changed the notifications thing to be a notifications thing instead of the insane mess it was before. It now segregates the information and presents it in a way that is digestible in the upper right. Mm. Um, they also uh, have a new feature in-game using the in-game overlay where you can write notes and then pin the transparent version of that onto the game as you play it. That is dope. That is yeah. so dope. Consoles should be doing that shit. Which, it's mm -hmm. not like they haven't had the thought. Both Xbox and PlayStation both separately had the thought of, what if we put shit on the side? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're right. Like, you're all having the thought. Just execute a little bit better like this. Uh, that update looks really good. I'm glad they did this. I've been waiting years for this. We constantly talk about, this is the definitive PC platform for digital distribution. How is it not better? Yeah, how is it stagnated for over a decade? Yeah, so I'm glad this update's out super jazzed about it didn't they also say this update will make it easier to update steam in general yes they Thank did say God. that they redid the framework so adding <laughs> features and updating in the future will be much easier this is uh outside of the summer of gaming possibly the best news of the oh my god i did not see this dr aggro news this really hey dr aggro tell us the bad news hey uh so they have decided to overhaul Soul Calibur Five. Oh, that's great! Right off the fucking store. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> it is being delisted from Xbox 360 and PS3 digital storefronts. Uh, it and all its DLC uh, on June 19th. So we got to go get all that DLC for Soul Calibur Five. Soul Calibur, we both agree, is possibly one of the worst. Probably the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just it, between that and Four because Four's mm -hmm. frame rate is dog shit. Yeah. Yep, four staying up. Yeah. So I guess that settles that. <laughs> four's, four's the one of the Star Wars characters, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. But this that has Ezio. staying up, but oh fucking Ubisoft! They should yeah. little. They should literally just be like, uh, "Yeah, we're patching him out. Yeah, he's gone now." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it's weird for them to be like, "We we need to get rid of it because of Ezio," and it's like, is Ubisoft really knocking on their door more than Star Wars? 
Yeah, I guess if they were able to get some good deal for the Star Wars, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would have been in the LucasArts era, so right. that would have been more possible to get a good contract because you wouldn't be dealing with Disney. Mm-hmm. And there was also the element of we're marketing your upcoming action game because it has fucking Starkiller in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, contracts are contracts. Sometimes they're weird, sometimes they're not. Yeah, I know, but I, I would assume it was a little bit better than normal because it's also marketing yeah. their product for them which yeah that's fucking insane if you think about it because it's like soul caliber four stays up it has three star wars characters in it yeah right that uh. sucks aggro thank you for the bad news <laughs> you are welcome sir hey bob yeah do you want to start with something that might be referenced in our thumbnail this week <laughs> so the star ocean 2 logo was found on a square enix support website it is a new logo that says the second story R. This is interesting because second story is the name of Star Ocean 2 PS1, not the PSP remake. Right, because that's like second evolution? Yes, that's second evolution. Hopefully this is real and coming soon. Why didn't they announce it? Where is it? Give it now. <laughs> I, I, Give it now. Yes, Nintendo. Exactly. Nintendo. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that is announced at Nintendo Directs now because nobody else wants to have it on their fucking thing. But they didn't even stupid. put the last one on Nintendo, did they? No. Yes, the, it is. You, you can buy first departure. You can buy first departure R on Switch. Really? Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that. I'm I figured sure that was I better also... make sure that I'm not insane. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I figured that was using the PSP emulator, right? Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Portable. Oh, that's awesome! Great. I'm really excited maybe for this. Now, there's. I see. T- I see two. I see two possibilities. One is they went. Nobody fucking played the PSP version. This is the West. Mm-hmm. we're just going to name it after the thing people know the name of. Absolutely. That's almost certainly it. Option two, maybe they're doing something bigger with it. I would not want a remake of it like Star Ocean 6. Absolutely not. You can't. You can't oh. I've, I've said that I've like said this a bunch in private conversations to people. You can't remake a PS1 JRPG in modern fidelity without it costing a hundred billion trillion dollars. <laughs> Everything's fine over here. Uh, I debate what modern fidelity means in that regard, but you know, it would be very difficult to make a game as large as Star Ocean 2. You can't make a game as large as Star Ocean 2 with uncharted like levels of set pieces. Um, I don't know. It's really complicated, right? Like, because yeah, I saw it is complicated. Like, I, I like you might be able to technically do it, but then you get into the dark having to start getting into the arguments of je ne sais quoi. Mm hmm. The uh, spirit but, but the of the thing, I as was, opposed to the form of the thing. The point I was going was, is it'd be cool if they did an HD two D thing of this. That yeah. game's all sprites. Yeah, yeah, that'd be neat. Um, but I'd also just be happy with it's in widescreen now and has updated art, and it's the fucking game. <laughs> Give yeah. it to me. Yeah, the PS the PSP remake was already really nice. Yeah, it was. Which and, is and, why and, was... and that and. And first departure are they like they gave it proper widescreen and everything. It has like much wider scope of view. Yeah. I have to wonder who they'd get to redo the art, because I feel like Starship 2 already had a very anime leaning art style, so you wouldn't I mean, do they, what you did with first departure. They probably will, because the, the PSP version also had redid art done art like first departure did. Yeah. So I imagine it'll be like pick between the original art, the original PSP art. Nobody wants that one. And 
the artist by the Bacano artist. Sorry, you should just you should just get the artist who did the original anime for Star Ocean <laughs> Two and get them to come back and be like, "What if she didn't have a chin? What <laughs> 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 if she was some sort of mollusk?" <laughs> um, yeah, you know what helped with the scope thing and cost and game development of making something really pretty, but not wanting to spend an unbelievable. What if we? What if we? What if we pre-rendered impossible some okay. what if what if you had what if instead of letting the player send the camera wherever they wanted you had something called a fixed camera impossible that meant you could <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> what if what if instead of what if instead of scanning a bunch of actors into our game and having to and trying to look like the real world, we had some sort of art style I that hope. scaled up really well with a higher resolution. Impossible! No, damn it! Damn it! What it's if we so spent close. eighty bajillion dollars in seven years making an impossible oh. scope nightmare and oh, ruin the it. lives of everyone that's involved? It. We gotta do that one. <laughs> that's the only way forward. There's no market forces demanding this at all, but I, an executive, have decided we needed to do this. And I am the smartest man in the world. Otherwise, I wouldn't be successful. I'm like, Bob, what made you decide none of those other things were viable? They're gay. He said with low tier god eyes arcing up. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, it sure, you sure could make an unbelievably good looking game if you fix the camera nowadays. But no one will do that. Yeah, right. It's crazy yeah i feel like i feel like with you could even and this is gonna really blow some minds you could even ray trace it a lot more easily because you're not ray tracing most of the game you're just ray tracing that's true which is you to be able to just allocate the resources for only what's there crazy it's almost like it'd be pre-baked lighting it would be like that. It would. It would certainly be like that. You wouldn't even need real-time ray trace-based global illumination because you could bake that shit in. None of that's true strength, though. Only if we <laughs> if we we have to ruin everyone involved's lives <laughs> to be only, true strength. Only then is it art. <laughs> hey, Bob. What other news do you have? Um, Dan Hauser, co-founder of Rockstar, mm-hmm. starts his own. A media company called Absurd Ventures. Bob, I need you to read what has happened to your notes instead of what you wrote. What happened? That's what happened when the thermos fell on my keyboard. <laughs> They'll make any anything. <laughs> um. So yeah, they basically said they'll they'll work on live action, animation, video games, other interactive content, graphic novels, a scripted podcast. They'll do anything. Or maybe everything. Hey, Chris, I found a new person to pitch our podcast to. Our sitcom podcast. Let's go. Yes. Um, they also released some weird hype trailer that's made of random um, stock footage for his company. It's it sure is a thing. Cool. Neat. Yippee. I guess. Uh, my last piece of news, uh, Armor Core 6 previews came out today. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that, that game looks really incredibly nice. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it does. It also has a lock-on feature. Yeah, it does. Which I hear is like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. I have also had to endure that. It also has checkpoints, uh-huh. but they aren't bonfires, which confuses me. All right. 
I heard a sentence from one. Uh, I only I only listened to part of Easy Allies coverage of mm -hmm. it because I realized I'm literally at a point in my life where listening to the average game journalist talk about a video game I love it is just the fucking gamja bar. <laughs> yeah, so don't. <laughs> um, but. I'm listening to Easy Allies, and they say something about, like, oh, but you can pick up ammo on the ground mm -hmm. in the middle of the level. And I'm like, that's an interesting change for Armored Core. Right. Huh. Neat. But then I also had to hear, you know, they learned a lot for Dark Souls for Lockout. And I'm like, ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, I was super surprised at the very end of that. Uh, I think Brad's the one talking about yes, it. Yes, Brad uh, is the one talking like, about it. He's like, I played a lot of Armored Core 2, but none of the others. So I was surprised he'd played any of them. Because the way he was talking made it sound very much like, no, he's a new soul. Uh, uh, I mean, it makes sense if you only played Armored Core 2. That came out 23 years ago. Right. <laughs> Oh man! So, so do you think so they, a bunch of people said this, the lock-ons like Dark Souls? Do you think a mech will just fly straight up and the lock-on will break? That's what I'm game? afraid of because they keep saying that, but I don't think that's what they mean. Yeah, I found a, another YouTuber that put up a video about it. Who I assume they're an Extreme Souls YouTuber because everything was compared directly to that. But he was like, in the demo they showed us, they had the full HUD. And I remembered it and remade it here for you. Oh, yeah, the body video one. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah, that, that, that's really good. That was cool. That's and, really good. And he talked about how, oh, yeah, if you don't use the hard lock on, uh, you'll, like, say you shoot out missiles to target everything in the area. But if you target one enemy, all the missiles will go to one enemy. I was like, that's really smart. Thank you. Yeah, it has, like, a passive lock on for multi-enemies unless you activate it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know I fucking love Armored Core? This is a good. I can't imagine why. <laughs> why? It's not dope as shit or anything. No, it actually <laughs> is. I'm not sure if you knew that. This is fucking dope as shit. Oh, I learned something today. They also showed a three-hit saber combo, and I was like, "Thank you." Yeah. We need to get more than just one slash over and over again. We finally brought Armored Core up to the level of Evergrace combat. <laughs> yes. God, th this game looked insanely good. Yeah. Like I don't. Let me explain. I didn't watch any of the videos. I listened. I don't want to see a frame of it until I boot it. There's also a mechanic where you can stagger the enemy and then like do a dash into them and kick them like a miles away. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's really dope. Mm-hmm. Man, Armor Core 6 is going to be really great. Yeah, that's in August. My incredibly this... weird game of the year list is coming together. The... A farming game pistol with the armored core six this this here is insane i don't yeah, this is this is 2017 too yeah yeah like and we still don't know what nintendo could do nintendo could do the fucking chad walk out next month and be like here's some amazing <laughs> game that we didn't even mention that's out in fall yeah there could yeah. be a metroid dread too two, yeah, yeah they're just gonna it's gonna fucking do the live c song <laughs> as they just walk out to announce <laughs> metroid dread 2 like and i'm crying we already, we already <laughs> underestimated them with tears of the kingdom and they sure proved us fucking wrong right yeah <laughs> no that's... Uh, I, I i was so confident when i said honestly how tears of the kingdom can be more impressive than resident evil 4 remake <laughs> owned the shit out of me i have never been more wrong ever <laughs> right <laughs> well that's it for bob news let's head to chris news chris oh, okay no. let's see what we oh, got no. here it's all bad oops <laughs> yeah of course it is of course it is um 
<laughs> so uh, Embracer is undergoing significant restructuring after their $2 billion fucky-wucky deal went under. They basically said, uh, we canceled a lot of shit we haven't announced. We're gonna... They basically said, we're gonna start strip mining this company now. It's just so sad. Smart! It, it, uh, they were like, uh, we're switching to a data-based method of determining what we make. What is... What? What? That sounds to me like we're just gonna have everybody do this one thing we're doing that's successful. That is, we are like, oh, that that's some movie industry shit. This is uh, some... well. Let's just look at the numbers and see where the market is going. Where There's you can that, blame they, everything and, on the computer. And and, yeah. and, the, and the the person who said this, I think it was the CEO, sounded almost like defeated. Where he's like, "We own Lord of the Rings, right? We can start exploiting that." So, uh, yeah, maybe the act, maybe the current state of the industry isn't very healthy and anybody trying to tell you, no, you just have to get used to it now is insane. Yeah, yeah. just maybe. One deal going south causes this whole company to lose its mind and destroy everything. Admittedly, that deal was, I believe we said $4 billion or some insane Two. sum of money. Yeah. Two. Two yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. That's more money than most companies see. Yeah. But it's also Embracer just, they did the thing where we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to gobble up everything we can grab. Oops, we went too big. That, I'll, I'll get into it later. It's part of my spiel later. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Bioware announced hilarious Shepard's corpse T-posing <laughs> in space. Because that's the thing that happens in the opening of Mass Effect 2. Shepard just fucking uh -huh. dies. It is yeah. iconic. Even I saw that statue and knew exactly what it was. Uh, but people didn't think it was so fucking funny because they're joyless and have no fucking heart and they took it down and this was a joke it was a joke because they also like a couple of years ago they did the uh, the Mass Effect tally body pillow yeah like they know Bioware I, I hate that I'm now like on my knees I'm like guys Bioware's actually fine it's just management fucking them it's always just <laughs> been management fucking them they're self-aware they understand what's appealing about their games. It's just always management fucking them over. And seemingly the fans don't fucking get it either, considering all the people that bitched about this. Mm -hmm. I'm just so imagining that the really depraved version of this is like every time a character dies in Attack on Titan, we make a, a statue of their destiny. Oh, that would be you good. Can't, you, can't, you can't do that because if you die in Attack on Titan, you're reduced to goo. Yeah, that's why you need to get it mid-bite. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Overwatch 2 has announced their PvE plans. They sure fucking which is, did. Which is basically like little bite-sized packs of missions. Um, And you can buy it for $15 and you get, I guess you get the currency with it. <sighs> like some of the currency with it. it uh, this like is more... This is more or less, I think, how Hearthstone managed its content for a while. I don't know if it still does. It's 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 been alive so long. It's like gone through multiple different forms of monetization. But when I played it, it was like, okay, where well, there's a new expansion coming out, you can just you can just buy the packs with in-game gold. But also, if you give us like 15 bucks, we will give you some solo challenges that also give you unique stuff. This. Overwatch 2 has been the world's shittiest ride. 
as as they're yes. just like, hey, look forward to the ride. It has all this stuff. <laughs> and you waited in line at Universal for an hour. And then you're not there yet. But then they let you know. By the way, that's not it's going to be a little different. But don't worry. By the time you get on the ride, <laughs> we'll do this. Then right before you got on the ride, someone went, we had to cut all of this. A third into the ride, someone goes, by the way, that shit's never coming. And then 20 minutes later, they go, you have the $15 to give me for that part of this ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> and by the time you get on it, it's a literal go-kart that doesn't move. Right. It's just... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. So, mm. Did I you mean, know that the ori like original Overwatch sold 50 million copies? Yeah, yeah that game yeah. did really fucking well. One might How? say their brains are suffering from success. No, it's not like anybody, anybody other than Blizzard, I feel like could have segue, like could have leveraged that enormous success mm -hmm. more effectively. Instead, Blizzard just shit their pants and fell over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really upsetting what's happened to this. Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. They no longer like soon they won't be able to use Overwatch as that thing to prop up when something goes wrong in the company because there won't be anything left. It'll just be like, I held up this corpse. Are you happy? <laughs> Uh, they, they have Diablo 4 and it's sold really, really well. But they can't be like, well, this character's by in Diablo 4. That's you true, fucking watch them. Oh my god. <laughs> Satan is now bisexual. Blizzard? What are you... Mm? <laughs> Blizzard, what are that, that you... Mephisto is ace! <laughs> what are we doing here, Blizzard? <laughs> <laughs> now well, now it's I'll a go on like... Plan. They, 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 they say the devil is by which means they have bi representation uh -huh. and they say the devil is bi, which, you know, makes all the red hatters happy. Yeah, there you go. They walked that line perfectly. No one could ever get upset about that. So Matt, so now I have to go on my fucking tangent. Um, sure. So Matt, so Matt Booty said in direct response <laughs> about Fable, it's like, well, you shouldn't have expected it to be any more done. Games take five years to make now at minimum. Everybody needs to just accept that, that that's going to be the case forever. And I just look at my watch like, did you announce that the second that you put it in development? Yeah. Because one, we know you didn't. Right. Because we knew you were making that well before you announced it. Yeah, there were two years of rumors going around about that. Yeah, it was a solid year and a half. Easy. Of, yeah, Playground's making a fucking fable. So guess what, motherfucker? It's been five years. You don't get five years from when you announced it, motherfucker. That's not what you just said. Yeah, no one should do that. <laughs> Secondly, here's my thoughts on this. Is he saying this because Hellblade's coming out next year? Because that'll time out perfectly to five years. No, I think he's just saying that, like, stop, like, stop asking us when games are coming out. It takes forever. Our one game that we're shipping on any roadmap we can at all dictate <laughs> is Hellblade. And that comes out next year. So obviously, they'll all, despite the fact that is a very different scope and scale and structure for a game from every other fucking game we, we have announced. We don't know what structure. Hellblade could be some nightmare now. At very least, what they've shown is the most... It looks like the Fable shit. It looks like you are stuck in the content hallway. Do the QTEs. Mm -hmm. It looks exactly like that footage did. It did. I have no reason to believe Hellblade 2 is any different from Hellblade 1, but possibly with more set PC QTE segments. Either way, there's a hell of a difference from whatever Hellblade is and Forza Motorsport and all of their other announced games. Like Avowed will not be like Hellblade 2 is my point.
So no. it would be insane for them to be like, well, we're supposed to ship Hellblade 2 next year, so obviously five years. Because we announced it in 2019 with the CG trailer we insisted was real time. The, that digital like, foundry is, should have called us out on it for some fucking reason. They didn't. This exact problem is something that plagues every fucking industry where it's like, where the you can't you can't make a reasonable product that ships in a reasonable amount of time and cost a reasonable amount to make you look you the opportunity cost is too great because you could have made a gigantic nightmare that would make 10 times as much money or get everyone involved killed mm -hmm. so the yeah. opportunity cost is really for a coin flip if, if one option would generate infinite money, then all other choices are technically wrong. I learned game it's theory like, in college. It's like the sh it's like game development is now the shittiest version of Pascal's Wager. <laughs> if you don't know what Pascal's Wager it, Wager is, it is the, the it is the 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 lot like the reasoning, the theory that you don't know if God exists, so you better believe in God. Because if you're if you believe in God and are wrong, nothing happens. <laughs> Mm -hmm. well, yeah, well, the logic is if you believe in God and God doesn't exist, you suffer no penalty. If you believe in God and God does exist, you are you you profit by getting into heaven. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in God and God doesn't exist, nothing happens. If yeah. you don't believe in God and God does exist, you eternal damnation. So and of course, there's lots and lots of problems with this theory and people debate it fucking forever. But that that's what all these industries become. And I work in real estate. You know what causes almost every real estate crash? What? You know, beyond just the, the malfeasance of, of financial sorts. They get to the point where it's like, well, peep, somebody would like to buy a house that's 1,400 square feet and doesn't cost them every cent they'll make for the rest of their life. But, but, we, but we make more money if we make a house that's 2,800 square feet and is almost a McMansion. So that's all we're going to make forever. And then the market dips a little bit and people can't buy those houses and everybody goes out of business and shits their pants. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, I feel like that's what game development is now. Like I'm looking at that avatar game that Ubisoft announced <laughs> that's been in development six years. It has probably thousands of people on it. Cause it's a Ubisoft game. If that game sells 80% of what Ubisoft is projected the CEO will be on stage with a gun in his mouth the next time we see him. It's like everybody's willingly jumping on the razor's edge for nothing. Like, if you look at the top, like, the best-selling games of all time, none of them are these gigascope, hyper-realistic, costs-a-billion-dollars-takes-forever-to-make games. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, this isn't market forces driving what is made it's an executive going we make more money i think if we do this and it's so infuriating for ceos to be like well that's the only thing we can do nobody can do anything different it's impossible never mind that a bunch of other companies you know ones that aren't western are doing that and be doing fine never mm -hmm. mind the fact that all these companies have those smaller scale projects that always do really well and then they decapitate the studio that made it that's their reward yeah, that's their yeah. reward at the end of it. Yeah. You know, toys, to toys for Bob slammed out Crash 4 in like two years with, I think, 700 people. And that game sold so well, they quoted it as saving the quarter in their financials. And then they killed that studio. <laughs> Here's your yeah. reward.
that's that's still just one of the most heinous, senseless Game of Thrones style. What what the fuck? Yeah, like, they did the that, same thing to Tony Hawk. They did the same thing to Tony Hawk. They did the same thing to the other to Vicar- Well, I guess that's also Vicarious Visions. That that's just what they do. It's like you can't. It's like they think this is. It's like the world's shittiest StarCraft player. <laughs> Like, well, this unit is the best, so I'll only build that unit. Yeah, the thing that happened to Fable is literally what Agro said a bit ago. Of They proved how much money they thought, which uh, heinously, incorrectly assumed, that a normal Fable could make. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't make that anymore. They now had to make their weird asymmetric multiplayer Fable. Like, you hear stories from Lionhead where they're like, Microsoft would not greenlight a normal fable anymore. Because they said, this is how much one of those make. We've made enough of those. Make something else. Yeah, which seems so crazy. Fable 3 was not well received. No, and it's clear that Molyneux was a problem for the entire fable franchise. Mm -hmm. And a longer development cycle would do wonders. An 8th gen fable could have been one of their best selling games that gen. Oh, yeah. It's, but instead, they got nothing. Like, I, I'm not super attached to the Fable franchise, but you changed the, ga- the, the, the game's aesthetic to, that results in it being more expensive. You, like, th- I mean, they did. That's what they yeah, did. The, no, and yes. I've been laughing about it because it's like, no one needs this, and you did it because it looks like Sony's first-party offers. It look, yeah, because that's to, the thing. Just... Sony, Nintendo's don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nintendo's don't look like that at all. But you have to compare yourself to Sony. So, of course, your level of rigging, your level of model, your everything else has to look super realistic. Right, and you're just scanning a real actor. <sighs> but And, and I, I can just tell already that Fable game is going to be a massive scope. We have to be a giant... Thing. it's an rpg but none of the other fables had that big a scope or that big a game world like i mean they th- built- i i if, if i can speak for a moment it is clear that this fable is going to be the least fable like thing they could possibly make like based on this trailer alone they have no idea what fables about so all bets are off <laughs> yeah i don't know what i'm supposed to get from that trailer like is it supposed is it is it open world? Do I even get to make a character still? I, I think the only fable-like thing is you kicked a chicken. I think that they're like, we did that. It's enough. But it's like that we're getting a little off topic. My point is, yeah, every change they have made to Halo, all is, I'm not Halo Fable, is makes it more expensive, and that's mm-hmm. all these executives know how to do is say make make it more expensive. It like, can you imagine? If somebody said, "Well, John Wick, John Wick Four didn't have a budget of two two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's not a it's not a summer blockbuster." John Wick John Wick Four didn't have two hundred twenty five million dollar budget. John Wick Five will, and then it just ends up being the third Matrix film where it's mostly giant machines shooting at each other for an hour. <laughs> We're just like, "What are we watching again? <laughs> like, what is this? is this really a John Wick film? Uh, what the fuck am I?" Yeah, and, yeah. And, like I'm not I. I I understand that certain games have to push things forward by having big development times and having lots of money. I'm fine with Starfield. That's obviously pushing, sh- doing shit no other game ever did before. It's obviously going for this an unbelievably huge scope. I'm fine with games being super high fidelity shit like Naughty Dog's output. 
I guess Hellblade is Microsoft's Naughty Dog. Uh, Ninja Theory is their Naughty Dog now. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that that's like the only move in any of these companies' decks. They can't just make a fucking game. It has to be the biggest one of that type. It has to look the best of that type. It has to have the highest scope of that type. It has to have the biggest hour count. And I'm sorry you can't do that. You can't. That isn't remotely sustainable. Assassin's Creed Valhalla had 5,900 people on it. Yeah. That's insane. That is still insane. That number is, like, unimaginable. Yeah. Can you conceive 6,000 people in your head right now? No. That's a small town. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's not, like, how do you manage that? I don't you understand. Don't. That's why all their games entered fucking development hell. Right? It's 30,000. It's 30% 30 managers by mass. I guess. Like, and and, and I to need be, to be clear. Right? This isn't just as simple as... I disagree with Matt Booty. I would like smaller games. I would, but there's also the element of people. The longer a game's develop is in development, the more likely it is it enters development hell. The longer it's in development, <laughs> See every single Microsoft game. I mean, if you want to get brutally honest, which I do, uh, because I'm tired of being nice at all. Why the fuck should we trust Matt Booty on how to ship a game? Yep. That is the one thing Microsoft has been fucking terrible at. Which is a shame because it's one of the core most important things in owning a platform is having strong first party offerings. What the fuck does he mean five years is standard based on what? Halo Infinite? That was longer than five years. Forza Horizon? That was way shorter than five years. What the fuck are you talking about when you say that? Crackdown took forever. Yeah, no. They, what they, game are you using as your obvious standard for the entire industry, or at least your output? Are you using as to derive five hours and or five years? And the only fucking game I could find was Hellblade Two, which they insist will well, come out well, next year. You know what they'll never say, but is Sony? They're using Sony because Sony turns out about five years. Horizon One to Horizon Two, five years. God of War to God of War Ragnarok, like four and a half, but still close to five. Spider-Man, five. You know, there was Miles Morales in the middle there, but that was like a small side game. Like, that's obviously what he's going off of. You can't. <laughs> that's like if you were like, hey, man, how long would it take you to run that fucking 600 meter? And I go, uh, this time based on an Olympian. <laughs> But, like, there's all these new problems that emerge the longer game development goes on. Yeah. People leaving is now a bigger problem because they you have to train their replacements. Or they were a major creative force and it's now gone. And to be perfectly blunt, the longer a game's in development, the more likely it is a manager will notice it and decide to ruin it. Like, an executive will perceive it and feels like they need to be involved and go fuck it up. Yep. It's uh, it's a hideously stupid statement, and that wasn't the only one in that interview. There are some other things in there that just made my blood boil. But, uh, you know, we like, spend enough time here. <laughs> yeah, my, my tangent's over. Make fucking smaller games. Make smaller games. Nobody wants Fable to be a fucking AAA open-world hyper-realistic thing. Nobody fucking wants that. And when EA inevitably ships a new Mass Effect that is an open-world thing, wrong! Nobody wanted that! Nobody needed that! They can't make a smaller game. They tried with Redfall and that. You saw what that did. Everyone hated it. <laughs> like even said, it's like, oh, due to player expectations always getting bigger. Like, who the fuck are you hearing this from? 
each other, other executives. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mario Fucking Odyssey executives. has 350 developers on it and is one of the greatest games of all time and sold 30 million copies. Maybe everything you believe is wrong, Matt Booty. Once again, he's he's really not qualified to say this shit. If if he was Sony, if he was some person at Sony who handled, you know, the countless AAA games they've been doing for like 10 years now, right? Mm -hmm. That were that tier, and it was just someone who was involved with that machine that just turns them out. That turns out these Horizons and these Spider-Mans and these fucking God of Wars and all these things, Death Stranding goes to Tsushima, then he would be qualified to say, but he's not that guy. He's the guy over Halo Infinite. He's the guy over fucking Redfall. He's the guy over fucking Crackdown. He's the guy over countless games that have disappointed. And that thing from Obsidian last year, I could never remember the name of because it's not a genre. Pentiment? Yeah. Right. Pentaveret. Yeah. Yeah, Pentaveret. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, he's the company that shipped no games for three years, basically. Right. So, so what's the matter what he says? It doesn't, this dude is just, right, it's a Battletoads. This is a dude over Battletoads. Like, he's not qualified to say this, and I really find it kind of repugnant that journalists treat him like he is qualified. Because they do not have a healthy development ecosystem over at fucking Xbox. Yeah, we've heard development issues about literally every studio over there. Anyway, it's rough. I just I find it stupid to give any weight to the words of people who are not who are pretending they're the smartest guy in the class too. Mm -hmm. it, it has that energy of guy on YouTube who pretends to understand incredibly complicated subject matter. <laughs> uh, he knows more than you, so you trust him. <laughs> well, he he was involved with shipping those games, so I trust that he knows what he's talking. Anyways, let's move to the summer gaming. Ah! It's okay, Bob. Soon you can take the shirt off. I know it's burning you. <laughs> yes. That's how I know it's a shirt. Yeah, that's how you know it's the summer shirt. Um, we have some games. This is a really, really long list of things that were shown at different things. We'll start with the Wholesome Direct. Chris, I believe you wrote these down. Feel free to go. Yes, I, I just wrote down the ones that fired any neurons. Uh we saw Asagi Shima. It's like Niko Musume, but with rabbits. Yeah, it's like Neko Musume. Village of rabbits. Neko Musume. I'm pretty sure it's Neko Musume. I think it's Neko Atsume, because wouldn't Neko Musume be uh, like a cat monster? Yeah, it would be somewhat. But yeah, it's Neko Atsume, but rabbits. Uh, then they showed Beastie Ball. It's a, it's a Pokemon, but they play volleyball. It's going to have a Kickstarter soon. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was like, it vaguely had Battle Network vibes. <laughs> and then there's While the Iron is Hot, which is a blacksmithing game where that has sprite art that looks kind of like Swords and Sorcery EP. I actually downloaded this demo and played it for like five minutes and stopped. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, I didn't write anything else down from the Wholesome Direct because nothing else stuck out to me that much. There's only so many farming games a mind can contain. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, there's this really cool game that was shown there. It's called Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life. It comes out later this month. Please right, be excited. Right, right on top of Final Fantasy 16. No! Yep. Uh, next up, we have Future Game Showcase. We have Resistor. It's a car PG. It's an RPG where you make your car. It's mm -hmm. set in like the post-apocalypse or I guess post-apocalypse isn't the right term. It's like a cyberpunk dystopia where there's the badlands outside the city and you're a, 
like a racer in the Badlands, and you want to get make you want to win and get into the city. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Uh, it looks pretty cool. They also showed the Last Faith. It's a two D Souls like that has a main character that looks like Gabriel Belmont from Lords of Shadow. Yeah, it's looked kind of bad, but I still kind of want to play the demo. It has the same, yeah, it has like the same flow as like Death's Gambit and Blasphemous, although more like Death's Gambit because Blasphemous felt a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Then they showed Unguard. It's a game where you're a girl with a rapier who washes and buckles. It's like full 3D. It's not a sprite based game or 2D. It's Bob, yeah, would you know anything about that? That's the demo I played and talked about earlier. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Does she ever get a buckler? No. Lies. All swashing, no buck. Like. <laughs> uh, Enchanted Portals, the game we've seen before that is just blatantly Cuphead, is pivoting to be less like Cuphead. Artistically. It's artistically. <laughs> it's going to, like, it's still it's still the exact same game, but it's, it's artistically is going to shift the main characters, the main player characters' appearances, you know, to make them not just Cuphead and Mugman. It is so questionable to be like the the shtick of our game is we will redo every character sprite per world, and I'm like, how how well is that going to go for you? <laughs> how expensive? Well, most of the time it'll just be a palette swap. Oh no! <laughs> uh, we saw Ruffy in the Riverside. It's a game with a horrid, terrifying banjo-like cryptid. With a hideous grin, open like bright, unblinking eyes, and a wide, evil maw, uh, and you have the power to swap things. That they were in the pod lords already. It's pretty great. Uh, Ruffy is really great. I actually want to play this game. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like sprite art, but it's three D, right? Yeah, it's like three D uh, environments, it's demon turf esque. Yeah, yeah th they made a demon turf for for fucking banjo, basically. <laughs> Uh, then they showed Star Trucker. It's Truck Simulator in space. Looks like an episode of Cowboy Bebop. Seems pretty cool. And then The Spirit of Samurai, which is like a creepy stop-motion looking Metroidvania game. It has a real big skeleton in the background of one shot. Yeah, I thought this like, looked obviously, really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, aesthetically, it looked really, really sick. Uh, hey, then then we watched the OTK Games Expo. Does anyone have anything they want to say? Um, I, uh, it was bad, and anything in it is is has been obliterated from my consciousness for being there. If, you, if you're an indie game developer, don't send your shit there. I'm going to briefly recover it, uh, recover it briefly, so that way people who don't want to watch that stream uh, don't have to, because I've seen people who are like, they're obviously going to summarize it on Big Think, and I'm like, not comprehensively. <laughs> you want the roller coaster, you got to take the ride, but... There was a really strong energy of disrespect towards every game they showed as they called rolling the trailers for them ads and then pitched their own publisher wing in the middle of it. Keep in mind, OTK is run by influencer uh, Asmongold and his gang. Um, OTK stands for One True King, apparently a reference to Wizard uh, World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, the, their publisher arm would tell you if your game was streamable and good for streamers and they would give you really good feedback and they would publish the good games uh, uh they opened up a thing so you could submit your game to them today so you can all go do that submit your totally real games today god yeah every comment they made because every time they play a trailer they'd cut to a, three live streamers who would tell you 
they'd commentate over the trailer they play again uh-huh and it would all always be stuff like there is a boss fight i think this is streamable that would cause my chat to erupt. And that's like the better commentary. The worst commentary is when they're like, haha, I bet you would be gay at this game to their random co-host. <laughs> and we just have to sit there and be like, Jesus Christ, someone, someone brought their thing in here hoping to get it covered. And this is what they got. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was genuinely terrible. Sucks. Yeah. It's it, painful. It was the longest conference. It is the worst E3 conference ever yeah no it beat mr caffeine like it did mr that. caffeine's Hang flying up the ranks right he's, he's like look at him sore he's not even the worst fifth worst person in d3 anymore it's really getting dire it's it's weird when i could go i wish aisha was here to ask the audience to make a meme with her right <laughs> like i'm usually the one going guys like it's not that bad they're a presenter there's only so well you can do this and i I started to want to fist fight these people by the time we were halfway <laughs> yeah, through. No, that's, it was really funny because like, I, I know there were a couple parts where Chris is like, guys, it's not that bad. And it's like, we're, we're dogs barking at ghosts <laughs> is what it felt like. And then after the conference, people were like, yeah, it's crazy. Did you know, by the way, he was a huge fan of, Oh God, what is that guy's name? Andrew Tate. Yeah. Andrew huge, Tate. huge Andrew Tate fanboy. And I'm like, I don't trust anyone who says something this condemning to me. Let me just Google. Oh, you have a lot of videos where you're sucking him off. Oh, you called him being thrown in prison like Martin Luther King. Okay, yeah, you are gone mentally. I mm, that's and we just covered your thing, which gave you any amount of platform. God damn it! Yeah. So we'll never cover that again. We're done. We were done before yep. that review. Yeah, before that. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, this is this is terrible, and their numbers need to suffer so that way everyone everywhere can go. We should not bring our game to that. <sighs> vile anyway um the xbox game showcase was pretty good aside from the first thing we have to talk about here the fable gameplay um gameplay. i feel like we talked about it plenty yeah we did yeah uh there was one important detail we didn't talk about fable is a comedy game set in uh fable times so they got because it's british they got british funny comedy man from the it crowd to be the linchpin and cornerstone of this trailer mm -hmm. because how else can you pitch a comedy game than having the funny actor guy fuck you i'd be way more okay with if they didn't also kill him in this thus like what is there to be excited about in the game you killed him i i feel no. like the old fable games had narration mm -hmm. i don't remember it's been for a while so i was like okay they, they got like tv comedy guy to be the narrator in this one that makes sense that's a completely rational thing to do right and then it was nothing like halo uh, nothing like fable in any conceivable way no the, the reason this doesn't this doesn't work for me the reason it, it annoys me this much is it literally comes across as the whole little big planet 2 is going to fill the tutorial with stephen fry being funny mm -hmm. funny for hours they literally were asked one task make a trailer that makes us believe a fable game is coming out and it will be funny and they go well let's get the funny comedy guy to be funny comedy guy in a mocap sequence and then it'll be funny and it's like except for it wasn't and you look like completely limp doing this i fucking hated this trailer this is terrible now we can move on <laughs> uh we covered this last week but persona 3 they're remaking it and tactica is real and it is called tactica it no. is called tactica well, you know, once again, the other one was called Royale. <laughs> yes. Ra ra sorry, Rayoli. Uh, then there was Metaphor Re Fantasio. 
which was a previously announced as Project ReFantasy. Uh, hey, hey, did you guys know that isn't it Xbox exclusive? What? No way. Now, those first two games, the Persona 3 <laughs> and 5 Tactica, those were exclusive marketing-wise to Xbox for two days. Insanely, Xbox spent even more money to pretend for four days that ReFantasio was... <laughs> which it might have been accidentally leaked because it was just a trailer put up on the like atlas korea so like <laughs> this is dumb yeah people have been trying to people have said like well that means the developers getting money and that's good and i'm like usually that's my stance when something's exclusive to a platform that you know that platform holder has put in enough money to make it exclusive so that's more money for the development of said thing right it can't be that much money if it was just don't tweet about it for two days. Right. Like, what the fuck is the paycheck there? 10K? That's so sad. South of Midnight looked cool. What is it, though? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's all yeah, we got. Who knows? Uh, this was the very swamp-oriented one, correct? Yeah. Giant yeah. spooky ghoul yep. playing as a goostic guitar. She's like, you killing and eating people? And then a giant monster starts standing up behind her and has like an almost Kubo and the two strings stop motion look to it. Mm -hmm. It looked real cool. I would like to know the game. This is from the We Happy Few people. Right. So this could well be some uh, roguelike nightmare. Uh, Bob, yeah. that's not the concern. It could be literally anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It could be something that is dissimilar to this to such an extent. It gives you shock. And it could well look just like garbage. We like, just don't know right. because if you guys remember, this isn't just us punching the dev. This is We Happy Fuse trailer marketed one thing, and then the game they launched at early access was radically different. God, uh, yeah, that was that was sure in the era of Microsoft buying like D to C tier, C minus tier devs. It was like, what are you doing, guys? Uh, getting number go up, I guess. But uh, you know, I'm excited to see this game in five years, which is how long it takes to make a game. Right. I assume they started development this week. Right. Of course, because that's also how the math is working out. On <laughs> Hellblade. Uh, five years. Uh, payday three. Whoa. It's payday 30, three. Thirty three immortals. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's Hades with 33 players is a pretty accurate description yeah it looks like it plays a lot worse than Hades but hey it has 33 players so and it also has a vastly larger map it's not like segmented rooms that lead from one to another it is like 33 players are trying to do a thing on this massive fucking map with multiple goals yep uh, that looked neat this is actually the highlight of the conference for me I don't know about you guys but Avowed they showed it it okay. looks gorgeous it looks like a real game because mm -hmm. like you don't want that game in development hell no right yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about the game but i'm glad that it's real i care about the <laughs> game immensely because it's elder scrolls not made by bethesda <laughs> I, I, for it's, me it's that's weird fired how, off <laughs> it's weird how obsidian like this game i don't think this game started development in 2019 early 2019 and yet it seems to be shipping next year how does this fit with five <laughs> yeah the five-year thing the five-year thing like sure doesn't probably had a rational scope the five-year thing sure doesn't make any fucking sense if you look anywhere but dead center for miles <laughs> if you just look slightly to the left or right Ugh. um but yeah you know obsidian they get to make their own Elder Scrolls, and that's liberating in a certain way. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the comments they've already made about it is like, yeah, we're focusing on depth over breadth. And I'm like, great. It really that's sounds great. like... That's exactly what I want. Because right? didn't they... They also made the Outer Worlds, which is yes. the same thing, but right. for sort of Fallout. Right. Sort of Fallout. And this will probably... Like, I'll, I'll probably be more down with this 
because when there's not planets involved, all their chunks can be one map, so it will feel larger. Mm. Right. And that's really exciting for me. What, what was the fr maybe I'm wrong, but did they call it like an open zone where it was just like you'll hit the you'll go to a different zone? Like it's not seamless in the we have to make the entire game run for always thing. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Something. So, yeah, they're saying a lot of things that are making me be like, hell yeah. Also, the art style is really neat. But mm. uh, like and I've been talking to you about this a lot, like theorizing. Maybe that's why some people are like this game doesn't look next gen. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? What are you talking yeah, about? Did you just watch the 1080p stream or? Yeah, a lot of, there's been a lot of weird comments like that about this and about Final Fantasy 16, which I think are both crazy because Final Fantasy 16 is even going for hyper realism. So I don't know. People's brains are just broken and we should stop <laughs> listening to them. Yeah. yeah. All these takes are from the fucking people who knock over apples in a game and then stare at them. <laughs> Like, that's what it is. It's these people who are fixated on the, the fidelity that is far, that is when, that diminishing returns kicked in a long time ago, and they're still like, more. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for Avowed, because um, I'm not hugely into uh, Fallout to begin with. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in Elder Scrolls on a blanket level. Like, a, like <laughs> you wrote that down, I'd be like, hell yeah, look at these cat people. Look at this fantasy universe. This makes me think of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, it definitely gets into the more weird stuff that was before Oblivion. Yeah. So that's a lot cooler. And that's that's really cool to me. I've actually, this is probably because I've given up all hope on Fable. This is probably the game at Microsoft I give a shit about now where I'm like, this. I, I'm hopeful. This better be good. That'd be nice. Yeah, um, I really hope this is the this is definitely the big the best looking thing they have on deck right now. Yeah, you I'm know, trying not, not counting Starfield because it's such in such a weird it's in such a weird spot on in so many ways. Mm -hmm. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think of like what are their games that they have announced that haven't come out because it's a contraband Indiana Jones. Those aren't real yet. They haven't shown yeah, anything they haven't approaching their five gameplay. Year dev dev cycle, yeah, they that haven't starts the next time. They should. Yeah. <laughs> See you on yeah, the Xbox Series there's, Y. There's Contraband. There's there's Indiana Jones. There's um Perfect Dark. <laughs> Another very fake video game. Everwild. Also, no. Oh, yeah. Everwild's also... And, and then there's... Um, I'm not interested. Really. State of Decay 3. I have no doubt State of Decay 3 will ship. I'm not interested. They're supposedly making Gear 6. Yeah, they supposedly started development on that. We'll see that in five years. Man, they sure don't have games this gen if everything's no. going to take five years. Yeah, I don't... Like, say to the K3, I'm not convinced I'll ship. They showed a CG trailer was so highly dissimilar from everything that studio has ever made, and then we just heard dev travel at that studio, yeah. and yeah, then nothing and since. And maybe the Ori studio could be cooking something, but then they got hit with the everybody hears a fucking mess to, as a creep, too. Yeah. So yeah, this is undoubtedly the most excited I am for <laughs> any Xbox game. Right. Uh, next up, Kinitsugami, Path of the Goddess, announced it is not Onimusha. The goddess. <laughs> the goddess. <laughs> and we have not been Onimusha the whole time. <laughs> uh, this is made by Capcom. This yes. is clearly was Onimusha at one point. I still think it looks like it's from eras before yeah. Onimusha, so it could still be the same like aspect. Yeah, but they could have they yeah. could have been like, well, for the new Onimusha, we're gonna reboot it a little bit. Right, they could go farther back yeah, in the timeline. Right. Yeah, that's what that Netflix show is is too. It's it's further back. What? Yeah, because they they mentioned Miyamoto Musashi. 
and he's yeah. way far he's way further back than like the original like the original yakuza which was like 1800s i'm trying to remember when the only wish two stuff happened because that's jube yagyu and i it is, it is i believe a hundred years or so before only wish one Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, the kind of like Exile Primal is definitely not Dino Crisis. This is definitely not Onimusha. Right? I wish we knew what this was, because they really didn't let us know. Yeah, At any we, point, uh, even in their own show. We may be able to play online with our friends. Or, or enemies. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we don't. Uh, and they wouldn't share even at their own show, their own. Uh, what what is the name of that guy from fucking Elden Ring again? The detestable shit eater or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the detestable. Yeah, the fucking, loathsome dung eater. The loathsome Capcom conference. Uh, next they announced Sea of Thieves with some Monkey Island stuff. Brilliant, smartest thing in this whole show. Uh, like, just a completely rational decision. You have to play Sea of Thieves now. I'll wait until somebody tells me what that collaboration is before I do it. Like, is there even actually a scene with Guybrush, or is that just for the trailer? Oh, God, could you imagine? Uh, I didn't look for like, it. There probably was a thing, like, not represented in the game play, that sort of thing at the bottom somewhere. Like, if, if, if it's like, yeah, we added Monkey <laughs> Island, you can walk around on it, you can have a sword fight with the sword master and learn or insult sword fighting and talk to Guybrush. <laughs> you put, sure, I'll give it a shot. I have Game Pass. Why not? Somebody in chat screaming, Elaine would never let Guybrush be governor. What happened to her? <laughs> I think she went and became a governor of some other fucking island. That te seemed to be the plot of all these sequels where it's like, no, she's really competent and likable. She just goes somewhere else and takes over. That's very smart. Uh, guys, they showed Hellblade. <laughs> sure. I like the Kyle Bosman summary of this. Oh, and yeah. If you haven't watched um, Kyle Bosman's videos, he's on YouTube. I'm a patron of his. Really big proponent of you watching Kyle Bosman. Anyways, his description was, it was really good because they preloaded it with an interview with the actress. And she's like, before we showed you a thing like this, now we're going to show you a bad trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened? <laughs> um, she acted. She was worried in a dark place. That's about it. And then she went into the puddle reflection, question mark. And then she saw the evil ray with the shark teeth. <laughs> she so, did. So, I wish she did. That would be now, sick. Do, you think, do you think Microsoft, like, milled this game down into flour? Or do you way? think that, the, like, do you think it's going to have, like, be, like, it's not going to have nearly as much of, like, a weird mental health angle and will be a little more straightforward because they're positioning this as, like, their big triple a high fidelity game or do you think it will they'll be like here's our weird high high fidelity triple a game and it's just bizarrely unlike every other one in the industry i think it would be impossible for me as a person to decipher the difference between the two things you said because i have played hellblade one and i do not think the mental health angle really is that prevalent Exists. in a way that's tangible aside from the main character has inner demons she hears as schizophrenic voices conveyed to her through an ASMR mic and so if 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 what it boils down to is an is a spooky demon voice at ASMR then i can't really delineate yeah it a lot of what hellbay did was like it's approaching that mental cell subject but 
it feels like in a really, really like Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood slash just super diminishing what it means way. Like it, it just boiled down to like you said, just creepy voices, and then she gets over it by beating up the creepy voices, and it's like that's not really how this works. Okay, okay let me like. Do you think it will have like RPG elements and be like God of War? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't think that I, studio could do that in the five years it takes to make a video game. <laughs> yeah, considering they showed more behind the scenes, it was just literally we we made more God more sets. To, yeah, to move we saw the fucking and, like oh, here's our mocap set. It can measure things down to a millimeter. And I'm like, guys, not to sound like the ever rising judgment of a gamer right now, but. It is 2023. This was a fascinating behind the scenes with Uncharted 2 mm -hmm. in 2009, 14 years ago. And that was actually way more interesting because you showed like multiple people on the stage at once. Not one. I think this showed two or three. Okay. Yeah, I think there was a full <laughs> cast at one point. At one point. Right. Um, yeah, I don't like it. It didn't do anything for me, but uh yeah, I also can't answer that question in any meaningful capacity. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite, which a Mobius strip is an eight on its side. Wealth <laughs> is shown. I think that just represents his bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's shown his ass. His bare ass is in Hawaii, which means I'm going to have to get Andrew from Retro Island Gaming for not one, but two different games this year because the Crew Motorfest is also in Hawaii. Is it? I need him to give oh, me yeah. legitimacy readings on two different Hawaii games. Jesus. I think someone even like doxed him and found out exactly where that trailer is. Oh, really? That's good. <laughs> that makes sense that they were able to do that. I'm sure there's enough landmarks in the background. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to go look up that info and then be like, Ring, I won't tell anyone. Are you on this island? <laughs> <laughs> You ever think about how even normal people call it doxing nowadays? I thought about that yesterday. Just out of nowhere, I had a moment of epiphany of like, yeah, that was like the edgy fucking internet slang for we got this person's personal info and then shared it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's the way culture always works. Is it like right. it starts out as edgy and on the like very fine margins and then it and you know, assuming it isn't just a slur, it moves <laughs> it moves further into the core of society. But not always. Yeah, sometimes it fully sometimes. gets into society, then moves back. Sometimes it is a slur. <laughs> and sometimes some people don't find out until it's a little too late. <laughs> what? I'm just reading this on my uh twenty-four hour news cycle. Is this gonna be a <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven? There's an expansion. It's Phantom of Liberty that was already announced, but we got to see more about it. Uh, every journalist who has covered this game says, guys, they rehauled literally everything about this video game. And I turned to Bob and I'm like, every year I am paid I'm dividends for not so playing. I'm so glad I waited. Thank God it fucked up and cost me two hours of progress. So I put it down until this expansion came out. Thank God. Apparently, even if you don't buy the DLC, all that rework hits the base game. Great. So good. Great. And I'm going to get to play it with real ray tracing at 40 frames per second. Sounds well, immaculate. That's a, that's a feature you, you're not, you don't care about technology and humanity if you don't want your game to run bad. <laughs> yeah, this looks sick. This looked great. I liked a lot of the things they had to say about the new setting. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I believe this is when they... Wait, was it the extended showcase where they trapped Keanu in the interview? Yes, that's where he was in the interview. This is the one where he runs away like a Muppet. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Uh, Forza Motorsport is coming out October. And for some reason, they get thrown over the bu- under the bus. Not once, but twice. Because they in years past, they focused a lot. They gave more time to Forza when it was, hey, we're making a Forza. Mm-hmm. Than they do now that it's th- four months out. Right. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know. Uh, for They're I'm just like spoilers for the Xbox Games sh- Showcase Extended, they also didn't show Forza for real there. They separately had a Forza thing going at yeah, the same at time. At the same time. It was sick. What is wrong with them? I don't know, but Chris Isaki is once again the director of this game, and that's the, the Kill Switch guy. Everything mm-hmm. they talked about changes with this game made it seem like it is much closer to a Gran Turismo-like structure. And it has different differences that make it interesting so i really want to play this game and i'm kind of upset they didn't cover yeah, it more. the way that they set up the car leveling up was really neat yeah like now you have almost real quick okay. i'm gonna tell them in the bluntest way possible they're gonna have a stroke so they equated equipping out your car to a skill tree <laughs> and you could respec at any moment because you just have a certain amount of points right <laughs> you don't buy brake pads you can either just get those and then undo them later to do something else and that's really neat and that's Point different. buying a car that's cool it, it's the the currency separate so the thing you buy cars with is completely different as a currency from the thing you upgrade all of your cars with mm-hmm. uh they also every race in the game has a way to up the ante to get more reward so you can be like, turn the AI difficulty up to max, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And you'll just get more reward at the end. So, yeah, no, they're it's really cool. Uh, being perfectly honest up front, uh, I don't think this is going to be as good as Gran Turismo 7, but that's really hard. That's the seventh, eighth entry of that franchise, I had to think. <laughs> and it's like technically ninth. Um, it's like the an amazing culmination of what the whole thing has been about but this looks really fucking good um i'm really excited for forza horizon sorry forza motorsport right one. right it doesn't have no, a number so my brain's broken no undulating city in this one no it doesn't even reverberate no disgusting jusant is a third-person adventure game set in a desert world with somber tapestry no yes. um with a focus on climbing it's from Don't Nod. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, this looks kind of neat. I might be into this. The Don't Nod's making it. So I'm like, oh, it's going to feel terrible and have no good ideas. <laughs> it's okay, Bob. Remember me so bad that this can't possibly have as bad of ideas as Remember Me. <laughs> see, I, see, me or Dan need to play Vampire because it's on that PS Plus Ultra Big Dick tier. <laughs> and, they, and, that, and that's a Don't Nod game. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe now that the power of the PS5, it'll like run and stuff. You can maybe lock 30. Clockwork Revolution, Steampunk Fallout, something that is both. Uh, wait, uh, one second. This is. Go- uh, you want me to read <laughs> yeah, my go statement? Ahead. Yep. Uh, Clockwork Revolution, which is a uh, steampunk fallout, something that is both an informative descriptor to the layperson and a phrase that will make at least one person who hears me say it shit their pants in fury. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's made by In Exile. They made um, Tormentum, <laughs> the knockoff of Planescape Torment. This is obviously a much bigger scale than anything they've ever made, which is normally like isometric 
computer RPGs. And this is the thing that was clearly Bioshock Infinite, right? Yes, but uh -huh. according to them, like, this is going to be fall. It's going to have stats and gear and leveling and all that shit. So it's not just we're making exactly Fallout. I mean, it, we're making exactly... It, then um, it's completely insane that their trailers cut to one-to-one -one show you the exact shots they did in those trailers and assets in Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Don't worry Yes, it, it is. <laughs> That's deranged. But but a lot of the people involved were, invo were also involved... Um, in Arcanum, Steamworks and Magic is what I think that game is called. Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura, which is a which is a fucking twenty two year old uh, computer RPG that was like, we have big clockwork stuff and magic. Uh oh, they don't work together at all. Because <laughs> that's the thing in Arc. I, I don't know if there's even going to be magic in this. I hope there is. I hope they're doing the exact same thing as Arcanum, which is like, um. Like, in Arcanum, all the wizards are fucking pissed because if you put up, like, a steampunk thing next to them, their magic stops working. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, if a wizard wants to ride a train, he has to sit in the very back as far from the engine as possible. Oh, that's so good. They announced a new edition of the Series S. <laughs> After saying they understood that more people need more storage, they said they understood and they're solving that now with a Series S that costs $50 more on paper. In reality, 100 more because they've been selling the Series S regularly at $250 and $240 for a while. Guys, just buy a digital PS5. <laughs> No, I need all the yeah. sick Xbox exclusive. It's $50 it, more and runs games vastly better. It is very strange that they were just like, guys, now your price advantage is gone. Yeah. What's even the point of this box still? Like, I get that you're going to keep making it the whole gin because you can't phase it out. Right now, more people have that one still. But see, that's the thing, Zing Amazing. A Series X would cost $150 more. A PS5 digital would cost $50. <sighs> it's literally within arm's reach at that point to play all the third-party games this gen in a good way. Right, in the way they were actually designed to be played, not right. the Series S, which has been nothing which, but the worst compromises all gen. Right, it's getting to a point when the, when the Series S version of a game is serviceable, that is worth talking about. Mm -hmm. Because you see them brutalize a lot of these games to get them to run there. Some they don't. Like Warzone I, is probably fine. Actually, I said that, and then now I'm like, wait, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Warzone also runs that. Anyway, point is... Why did you make a more expensive version of the cheap console? <laughs> right? You, 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 you missed it. You, what's, what is happening? What's going on over there? Then we had Starfield. So much Starfield. Yeah. I Okay. I loved seeing how insane the scope got and how crazy it was to go all the way off planet. But still, when you walk up to your spaceship, mm-hmm. There's a ladder leading up to the door to the bottom of your spaceship. You have to click on the door above it because the ladder yeah. will not work. <laughs> yes. You just put your cursor over and it says enter ship. And I'm like, yes. They told us, they told us two years ago that Starfield wouldn't have ladders. It's so um, funny. Uh, somebody, somebody was like, I have no idea if this is true, but they just went through a bunch of stuff. Uh, Todd Howard said, it's like, 
So, Todd, are you implying that the physics are tied to the frame rate again, Todd? Oh, again, no. Todd. Again? Oh, my God. So about you're going to be walking through your ship and then just clip through it in the middle of space. Jesus. Look, space is a dangerous place where a lot of weird shit happens. You've seen Star Trek. <laughs> That's true. You hit that space time and it's curved. and You know, part of your ship isn't making it through at the same rate as the rest of it. Have they said what recommended PC specs gets you yet? Because usually a, a studio will tell you like, if this means that you can run it at like 1080, 60 or whatever. They, they did not say. Yeah. They just say I, I'm minimum really required. I'm really recommended. curious if those recommend, recommendeds only get you to 30. Uh, chat, what he said is, do they say what it runs at with that? Not do they have yes. a recommended spec? These a are two games, different things. Yes, a lot of games, a lot of these studios will say, here's our recommended specs. Here's what that gets you. Here's the performance that gets you. Chat, yeah. I love you. It's like seeing a vision of what the YouTube comment section would look like if you weren't here to just say it first. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the time they'll be like, here's the system spec we recommend and the frame rate and resolution we think that'll get you. Right. But here, I think that part's missing. Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like maybe they have resolution, but I do not remember seeing frame rate. Like I don't remember that. Because this is a really C this is a really CPU bottlenecked game. Yeah. According to Digital Foundry, like, no guys, it really has nothing to do with the resolution. They could drop this shit down to like 720 and you might not be able to hit 60. Yeah. It's like of course. it's not just on this GPU side. Which makes it even stupider that Digital Foundry was like, this is proof that we're going back to 30. It's like, really? <laughs> this yeah, extremely every, rare situation that isn't standard at all well obviously spider-man 2 is going to simulate every cup in new york city and where it was put down this is the future of games <laughs> yeah I, guys this isn't complicated i've watched people blow up on twitter over the last like fucking few days over this this everyone's acting like this is a surprise this is the end of times this is what guys it's a fucking bethesda game that's trying to simulate a shitload of planets there's no world this was going to run 60 on a console. Like, like, maybe the best devs in the industry at getting a thing to run smooth could spend a whole year polishing it up and maybe just barely get it to hit 60 most of the time. But if, fucking no. Like, I feel like if they were making it on a new engine or something and not the old Bethesda trunk, like right. the, the old wreck of a car you're driving around, no, uh -huh. that's not happening. Right. This is... The fact I, everyone's I, reacted like this, like this is a meaningful moment in gaming is fucking insane. I'm still fine we, with sitting with a hammer over and over again just because, you know, it's a 30 frame per second game and that's not okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me explain. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. You want to say the game's going to feel like shit because it's 30, then yeah, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. No problems. Like, of course. Of course like, whatever. Fucking... <laughs> that's, not, that's not even the conversation <laughs> they're having, though, right? The majority of them are now having the conversation... Oh, uh, 30 frames per second is going to become the standard for every game for the rest of this gen. I'm like, okay, is every game forced ray trace now and simulating where every cup's put down involves intergalactic travel? Like, what the fuck do you think and the rest of this gen is for that statement to be true? All I was, the point I was trying, we went on a fucking tour to get to is, is, are they going to tell PC people, you guys have to accept 30? Because this will be the first Bethesda game where that was the case. I think this game looks heavy enough. And, like, I don't know why I would assume... Locking 60 will not be easy. 
it won't. Um, yeah, hopefully they'll have a way to have it unlocked at least. It'd be crazy if like they launched their PC yeah, game no, that was, no, no was, no, hard, was a thirty lock. Yeah, no they're gonna yeah, hard lock a PC unlock. game that doesn't. <laughs> Not anymore. No, like that's the last things that did that were we ported something from a console and we don't know what to do. <laughs> we're really stupid. We ported the seventh gen game and fixed nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, you got your new crisis. Yeah. Your new game that isn't optimized right, but we're all going to pretend it's a virtue of the hardware being good if we could run it better. <laughs> because Crisis, for people who don't know, is an infamously single-threaded game. Which this might also be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to be like upset that you don't think 30 frames per second is acceptable, go right ahead. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with people who are like, see the consoles. They fucking did that Matrix moment where they're like, see only human to the fucking console because it ran this Bethesda piece of junk at 30. And it's like, guys, what? <laughs> yeah, it's real. Even I was caught off guard a little because I was like, this game's been in development forever. Is it that heavy? Like, did you constantly keep making it heavier as development went on? Well, yeah, they made Skyrim, but it's now multiple fucking planets with really strong aesthetics and uh, enemies that are really, really not humans wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to traverse terrain, and then you can bring your whole crew with you, and their faces are terrible. <laughs> it's uh, Aggro's gone. His power went out. Oh, no. Uh, that's, that's neat. Well, at least it was his power, not ours. Right. That's what matters. Agro should join on his phone. Oh no! Is it still storming? Yes, it's Florida. Actually, yeah. It's, Unfortunately, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's we're in the storm season right now. Um, but yeah, I I I mean, if you want to sit there and say thirty frames is good enough, uh, I'll let you say that, and then think you're stupid. Um. <laughs> like you don't care about game feel and ideal i do i think that's a really huge virtue and important facet of games but you're free to you're free to think that and i'm not going to sit here and be like let's beat this guy up for saying this i will however say every fucking person who thinks these consoles are weak because it can't run this game well is fucking insane that's stupid that is unbelievably stupid I also think it's insane to entertain that the rest of this generation is 30 now because it's like, what games? Like, imagine what other game that is right. this. There's not one announced. I don't think Hellblade's going to have a bunch of cups. <laughs> not going to have a sandwich no, room they're, they're, in Hellblade. What are you talking about? We're going to have the gongs. We're going to have to keep track of the hats and the gongs. That would be so good. <laughs> hey, Agro. Hey. He sounds How's great. How's it going uh, you over there so where you still have power? Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad it was you and not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I was sure it was going to be both of us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, getting past the 30 frames per second stuff, I think they showed off a lot of cool stuff with Starfield. That game looks interesting. Um, Chris, did you have any specific things you wanted to say? I mean, seems cool. I don't know if I'll play it this year. Like I've never played a Bethesda game at 30. Um, well, actually that's not true. I played Fallout. I played Oblivion at 30. Cause <laughs> I had to, cause I did. Yes. On 360. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause when Fallout 4 came out, I had upgraded my PC earlier that year. Cause the Witcher 3 came out. 
So I was beast mode when Fallout 4 came out. And now it's just like, well, I guess I'll just, I guess I, maybe I'll just wait. If, if people are like, yeah, it actually feels surprisingly fine on console this time. And they're like, it doesn't, like, it's not just obliterated. Because there's always the possibility it's just broken. Yeah. It's a Bethesda game. Yeah, it's a Bethesda game. Even if this is allegedly the least glitchy one ever, it could well just not work. <laughs> it can, it can be both. Yeah. It could be their least glitchy game and break completely. <laughs> um, yeah, well, at least it's on Game Pass. So you can try yeah, it to if, see. If, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll see you when I build a new PC for Elder Scrolls 6. <sighs> five years. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. five. Absolutely. That's, that's what well, he promised. Well, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six will probably take less time to develop than Starfield because one, it's been in, they, they've had it in pre-production for like three years, so hopefully they know mostly what that game is now. And two, they don't have to build all these different biomes and shit for what is a country, unless they go really insane. Like, yeah, it's multiple countries. <laughs> no, it's it's still intergalactic. We're gonna go find what happened to the dwarves. <laughs> uh i'm i'm good to move on uh aggro did you want to say anything else uh no it i mean like it's kind of weird to watch people who have a, a job in a company make no man's sky so <laughs> this is gonna be weird <laughs> yeah yeah i was pretty impressed with all the spaceship customization stuff yeah like that's oh yeah that straight modular thing that was cool yeah and then just being able to be a space pirate i was like okay this is neat yeah, I, I might not interact with any other part of the game and just do this. <laughs> yeah, there are, <laughs> there are a lot of really cool things in that. Um, maybe I should try it on PC. I don't know. I, I, I want it to be on level ground with the rest of Fallout, which I'm going to I'm going to play all the Fallout games on console because I want to make Chris upset. <laughs> God, my Fallout. <laughs> that would make me very upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up. PC Gaming Show, 30XX. It's coming out August 9th. Play 30XX. It's really good. I'm, it's I'm really, sure, really good. I'm sure both of us will do 30XX streams when that game comes out. Like, look at how fucking sick it is. Look at how cool it is. We're going to beat the shit out of blonde girl Sigma with her yeah. big claws. Yeah. It's it's really fun. I've done a couple streams of that like forever ago when it came out at Early Access. And it's such a great experience. I love playing that game. Uh I'm so glad it's finally coming out. Right. Uh, they also showed Mariachi Legends, a Mexican-inspired Metroidvania, announced for 2024. And the director of Ritual of the Night, Bloodstain, and Ari of Sorrow said, this is worrying. <laughs> Posting a link to the game. What? <laughs> yeah, he said he was worrisome. And I'm like, I get it. He saw how dope it was, too, and was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Because like, he's definitely working on Bloodstained 2 right now. Right, which may come out in 2024. <laughs> but it's okay. They don't need to worry too much. This is made by a developer of some other Metroidvania game that was really bad and came out this year. Okay. So it could be anyone. Oh, no. Anyone in the room. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but that, that game looked really, really sick. It did. Yeah. Mariachi Legends for anyone who uh, missed the name. Uh, Stampede Racing Royale is a 60-player kart racer. Early access this year. That looked great. That I was pretty neat. I love kart racers. Why did that Square Enix one have to go so poorly? Uh, <laughs> they hate everyone. Steiner was in a fucking racing game. <laughs> 
maybe maybe it's okay now that they ripped all the monetization out. Maybe maybe they should maybe they should make it free on PS Plus one month so everybody can just go play it. Yeah, maybe yeah. they should put it on PlayStation at all. I'm pretty sure it's still Switch exclusive. Oh right, it's just Switch. Maybe they could huh. do a revision of it and put it on everything and like here's our normal fucking kart racer. We we learned that'd, yeah, be, that'd great. be great. Yeah, they need to do like longer levels too because every level I played was like a minute long. That's really weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Uh, then we got the Ubisoft forward. <laughs> that Navi was using an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> no, like this, this, this fucking game. <laughs> I had a dream about this game. <laughs> I, I had a dream. That what, what's uh james cameron walked up to the edge of a river mm -hmm. and there was ubisoft in the form of a scorpion <laughs> uh something about a navi having an assault rifle gives me the exact same energy if someone drew pocahontas with the with the chainsaw gun from gears of war <laughs> yes it's just it's too fucking funny it will never get funnier than this. I might play through the whole game because of how ironically hilarious that conceit is. Yeah, I, th I think it was Chris or you talking about how Ubisoft can mash anything into a paste it, that into forms an Far Cry. Bar. It's just an oat bar, <laughs> yes, right? That's they, it. They're really good at making oat bars over there. Yeah, it was like, this is the most cynical, saddest game I could have imagined from an Avatar crossover. You sure did it. I wonder if any of us called it when they first showed the trailer. <laughs> Probably. I wonder if last year when they showed that trailer, we were just like, this shit's going to be far great. We're all going to have a stroke. <laughs> we probably didn't say it because we all felt it was obvious because that's the only thing they can make. <laughs> Although it's this just is just their is, nature. <laughs> this and Star Wars are both the Division 2 studio. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how they're both like massive games making both of these at once somehow. It turns out that studio is pretty massive. I guess. Yeah, it turns out they probably, you know, well, they, they showed like four different fucking studios in front of both. Right. Yeah, like always. At some point, they so, have so many studios on screen that you go, yeah, these are words. <laughs> so, so, yeah, about how if any of these, if any of these even sell 80% of protections, it'll be a catastrophic loss. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I feel like there's almost no way that this Avatar game will sell as much as they want. Yeah, Star Wars, I think, is safe. Mm -hmm. It looks cool. It's fucking Star Wars. But Avatar, like, with, there's, with Avatar, there's always the fear that's like, yeah, Avatar made a bunch of money because it's, it's an all-ages movie that released at Christmas. Right. And it's Those James people Cameron's aren't going to show up to a game. Big. Yeah, yeah, it's just a very different market. But mm. at the same time, that's what I thought about Hogwarts Legacy, and that shit sold... That shit Kobe sold numbers. a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but also, this is in a weird place date-wise. Like, it's in December. Everybody might be done with their fucking purchases for the year by then. Mm -hmm. It's a risky spot. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot at play here. A lot of moving parts. Uh, next up, X Defiant announced its open session next week. I'm going to I'm gonna have to... The 23rd. I'm going to have to play this because I need to know... I need to know if you're locked to man bun if you're going to be Splinter Cell. I'm sorry you have to have the man bun. <laughs> Your power comes from the man bun. Uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crown looked good. 
It looks really good. It yeah. Is, it is the game I'm most excited for at Ubisoft. Absolutely. That looked very cool. Looks good. Um, allegedly, this was greenlit pretty much in response to Metroid Dread. Good. It looks it. Uh, that's also why. That's also why it's fifty dollars. Like this is the same price as Assassin's Creed Mirage. Wait, Mirage is fifty? Yeah. No way. It's not a full. It's not a full Assassin's Creed game. But it's like what a full Assassin's Creed game used to be. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like that that discussion we just had about how every game is too big now. If you can make a game like that for fifty, what's happened? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Where are your goddamn brains? Okay. I'm seeing sixty on Amazon, so okay. maybe that's okay. wrong. Yeah, sixty. Other people told me it's fifty, so I don't know. Maybe there's some version that's fifty. <laughs> this seems to be the deluxe edition, so maybe there is a version that is cheaper. Okay. Uh. They got uh, Adi Shankar uh, responsible for the Castlevania anime and uh, other projects to come out uh, and be that, like. That Power Rangers fan film from a while back, he did that, like the edgy one. And he's, he's, oh. he, he's a, a, as the fucking scrolls say, involved in a Devil May Cry thing for Netflix. But we haven't seen that since they just announced it and showed us nothing. And it's yeah, like, it's been someday. in development hell. Uh, they announced Captain Laserhawk. A Blood Dragon remix, which is an animated show based on Blood Dragon. It I, also seems to involve literally every Ubisoft IP ever. Yep. Uh, all of those Easter eggs. Uh-huh. Did you love them all? One was a rabbit. That's an Easter egg. <laughs> what, it's just a fucking <laughs> rabbit on screen? Uh, really, I just I need to know how this compares to the major laser animated show. So, like, we need to have a laser off. Oh, my God. I need to know. Uh, Skull and Bones. <laughs> yeah, they brought a dude to sing, and then they're like, the open, the, the closed bait is in August. And like, that's they it. They didn't show us a moment of it. Not a <laughs> fragment. Not a screen. Not a video. Nothing. And if what I heard is correct from twitter they silently canceled the console versions of this beta it's pc only now is what, what people were saying this earlier today this game is i again there, i won't be surprised if they cancel the console versions period because there's going to be a point where where microsoft and sony are like no <laughs> 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 it can't fucking run. It can't load. It barely holds together. No. I guess we got to get one of those every three years now, huh? I don't know why they they need to. Why they're even doing a beta? Why don't I just like it's out? I don't care what it is. Just get it out. <laughs> That's gonna be how this ends, no matter what. So I also don't know why they're doing that. Right. But we're in this fucking sh we're, like. Nobody at these companies is willing to be cut. Even Microsoft, bizarrely enough, like they had Red, they had Arcane out there, like being like, "We're working on improvements for Redfall." Nobody fucking cares, dude. Move on. <laughs> Just be like, "Yeah, that died." Move on. <laughs> you can't fix it. You can never fix that game enough where anybody will give a shit. Mm -hmm. This was something I was thinking about. If Starfield is somehow as bad as Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky. Like if, if if somehow that's bad, it won't matter because Starfield is important enough to get a do over. 
Yeah. People will let it have a do-over. Yeah. Red Float doesn't get a fucking do-over. Skull and Bones doesn't get a do-over. No. Nope. Final Final Fantasy 14 managed to do-over. Final Fantasy 15 couldn't get a do-over. Its do-over was it will now be remembered as a six instead of a four. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Final Fantasy 15's do-over. We will keep doing it. And people like, that's not what that means. You're supposed to do it over again. You're supposed to take what you did and then do it better, not just keep adding. Okay, you've strapped three different tools to this tool. This is still a <laughs> shitty screwdriver. But everybody's now convinced they can do the fucking No Man's Sky. It's like, I'm sorry, guys. People have to care first. Right, and mm -hmm. Redfall's not getting that. Uh, moving on, they announced Roller Champions Jet Set Radio crossover. It was neat to see Jet Set Radio acknowledged on stream. So Someone said this is not the thing that was leaked, so there is still a thing that's that is real Jet Set Radio that has not been announced. Yeah, yeah. it was very clearly yeah. not the stuff from leaks. Like it doesn't yeah. look like it at all. Uh, the crew Motorfest is just Forza Horizon now. It's <laughs> yeah. Ubisoft. Yep. You're literally doing to the crew what you just got done doing to Assassin's Creed, where it's like we took out all of the originality. Now it's just this other franchise that exists. And I really, I'm getting sick of this. Now it launches the same week as Starfield. So it's just going to get vaporized. I just, it's really, it's really frustrating. Um, the only good thing I get out of this is a tax write-off for a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> Stop saying Hawaii in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to borrow that sound clip for Brig for that stream. <laughs> Stop saying Hawaii in there. Uh, they announced Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, which is like the best of the greatest hits of Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be the Ezio? You can be them. You can do an assassin. <laughs> wait. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> we, our marketing team realized <laughs> you might take that a little differently from how we intended. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they just showed a CG trailer. I have no idea what this is actually going to look like, and it comes out this year. No, this I, don't I don't think that was a CG. Was that a CG? Yeah, that was fully CG. They didn't show us any gameplay. Really? Because yeah. it, it had what you would assume would be VR gameplay of, like, I have the assassin blade, and I do this, and a person dies. I could have sworn it looked like in, in, in a concept trailer for stuff you would do in VR. I could have sworn that's what, what it was. Yeah, that did not appear to be gameplay. Let me look it up. But yeah, it just, it looks like countless other half-hearted VR, like, attempts. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, there's a CGI announcement trailer, yeah. But yeah, it just, it being a greatest of concept just seems like not a great plan. I don't know what else to say about it, really, other than they really should have just made a game here. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I love VR shit, but, like... It does seem like the Assassin's Creed IP is really ripe for doing a VR game and having your new unique character who is all about... Who who it's about. Mm -hmm. And you can be in VR both outside of the Animus and go into the Animus and do the cool stuff. Right. Um, where it does, it's unclear if we'll see any of that, and it's weird that they're... But I guess they did have that situation where they can jump into anyone's DNA because they took away everything interesting about the series. And then made it into an oat bar. <laughs> yes. It is a far cry from what it once was. That is true. <laughs> it really has me and the Assassin's crew laughing. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins still had that character outside the Animus gimmick. 
I wonder if Mirage is bringing that back. I'm going to vomit. I just brought up the Assassin's Creed wiki. And it's like, they haven't shipped one in three years. And I'm like, when am I? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they needed to take that break after Valhalla broke their back by using, what would you say? 5,900 people. Yeah. 5,900 people. <laughs> Good Lord. God, I, I should not be looking at, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla sold 22 million copies and be like, did they make money? Yeah, I was like, did that even break even? We don't know. What do you mean this Assassin's Creed VR game has been worked on for three years now? What? That what was... do you mean they also announced a splitter cell? <laughs> what do you mean they announced a splitter cell? What does that mean? Like a splinter cell VR? Yeah. What? When did that three happen? Three years ago. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, well, we all learned a lot here today. <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing. Bob, can you read it while I look up a little bit additional information? Sure, Assassin's Creed Mirage. It actually looks like a classic Assassin's Creed game. It was crazy. He did Assassin's fuck? Creed stuff. Yeah, it <laughs> really was a lot of that with smoke bombs and cool ways to kill people quickly and planning a route out. Mm-hmm, things like you can knock over to stop people, guards from chasing you. Like, oh, it's Assassin's Creed. What's happening? <laughs> Um, that's, I think that's this year. Pretty oh, sure. this is fucking crazy. This looks like, like, maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like on their site, they actually have real pictures of this Assassin's Creed game. The VR one. Weird. Yeah, let me see if that'll embed in o OBS, because these motherfuckers are using AVIF. You know, AVIF. Uh, no, I'm not up to the Uh, no, OBS will not accept this. That's really annoying. This is not a true image format. I mean, it shouldn't be. I don't think we should respect it that much. Let's, uh, let's... I disappeared Chris so that way we can show this. That's what it looks like. That looks like it might be in-game, frankly. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, lot that... more like a what a video game would look like. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. I'm, I'm gonna disappear this now. I need to put the link, uh, Windows XP log off sound on the fucking soundboard. I don't know why I haven't done that yet. Hey, you can just play that with Eric Gross's power went out. <laughs> <laughs> and at my funeral. Um, Mirage looks good, though. Yeah. That's the first time I've been interested in Assassin's Creed uh, since they announced Origin, before I knew what Origins was. I'm just double checking that this is for PSVR 2 and not just MetaQuest. Please. Please, God. I think they showed VR 2, but I have no idea. I don't. They might not have even said. Nope. All it right. is MetaQuest exclusive. Come on. We got Star Wars Outlaws. We talked about that a bit, but not at any depth. This looks like an open world game I'd want to play. Unlike... The, every other one they've shown. <laughs> the the big thing that sells me on this a lot more than any of the other shit is it looks like it doesn't feel like shit. Like, that's hard to tell from footage, of course. Mm -hmm. But it looks like it isn't going to feel terrible to control. I told Bob um, off content, which I wish I had said this during the stream, that I realized the reason I didn't have a major reaction to anything that showed is because I feel like my ass was getting watchdogsed. Fair. Um, so, like, I'll be excited the next time I see the game and it's the real game, but that really does feel like that's not how it's going to look. 
Um, I think it's really possible through overly scripted events and fidelity being shoved way higher than any machine could feasibly do that I'm getting watchdogs. So I realized I didn't really have any chemical reactions other than on paper, all the shit in that trailer sounds great. So hopefully they make a good game. It's probably locked at 30 calling it now. Yeah. I mean, probably, but again, that, that, that's one of the, that's a game where the scope might make me go, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does look visually kind of insane. We'll have to see if they downgrade that by also like not seeing RPG elements, really. Like it just looked like we were playing an Uncharted segment that then went into an open yeah. world chase segment. If, right. If they really did just make, no, this is, this is Star Trek Grand Theft, I'm not Star Wars Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're trying to sell you on yeah they even have the wanted text and everything kind of like okay yeah this is very much going for that yeah it feels like ubisoft is here to make the game that you imagined when you heard 1313 was a thing and got that trailer mm -hmm. where it's just like oh i'm a bounty hunter and of course that means gta mechanics exist <laughs> but i can leave the planet and there are other places to go right yeah yeah, so. if, if it's what it promises, this this is insane and probably one of the better Star Wars things to come out in a long time. Like this and and uh, this Star Wars Jedi stuff. It's like, oh, again, video games are the best place for Star Wars. Yes, as always. <laughs> uh, then we got the Capcom showcase. I'm gonna blitz through this really fast. A lot of this is shit we had already seen. Rockman X Dive, however, is getting an offline version. You can't transfer saves or anything. Um, Pragmata is real and still in development and they showed us new footage that looks nowhere near done still, but more done than last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they looked, showed us something that looked like gameplay for 20 seconds. And then they apologized that the game's still not ready. The, like, the little girl dropped a drawing that said, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> uh... Kinitsugami, they showed the same fucking thing and then rambled over the footage, pretending it was a developer deep dive, but they had nothing to say that wasn't in the footage. Yeah, that oh, wasn't that was obvious. so awful. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, Apollo Justice Collection was announced, featuring two games that do not star Apollo Justice. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was only weird. one of those stars, Apollo Justice. <laughs> um, somebody were some people were on Twitter like, yeah, Capcom wanted this out in 2021. And we were supposed to have Ace Attorney 7 already. So a lot it looks like a lot of these smaller projects are way behind. Mm -hmm. I wonder where Mega Man is. <laughs> yeah, and probably in that morass of shit that's way behind. Mm -hmm. It's okay, guys. We got a new Street Fighter out. So we, we, ha we don't have to touch Street Fighter for another like six years, basically. Just yeah, they, do have, they, have, right. they have no big things like that we know about cooking other than Dragon's Dogma and... Pragmata. Um, and Pragmata. Yeah. And now like, now Kuni Mitsu or whatever that is. We have know. no idea what scale of game that is. It's even. true. We but have no idea. But it's clearly closer like a Dragon's Dogma or a... Um, oh, we just said the name of it. This like, Pragmata. Oh, yeah, Pragmata. Yeah. Then, it, could, it, could you be, know. it could be Exoprimal. That's true. Yeah, it could. Um, I, I have a feeling it's more developed than an Exoprimal, that it's more of a game, but it's still a co-op thing. Like, because Exoprimal is a very specific thing that most people would not dare make. <laughs> yeah, co-op co PvP weirdness. Uh-huh. What is the single player? Uh, it's also co-op up to 10 players, I think. Is that what they said? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like a trailer for the story mode? I don't remember. But yeah, I think, um, I think things, you know, we've been talking about, Capcom's been doing great for a while. Um, and 
going forward, we'll probably get more of the smaller things and still be doing great. Yeah, the, they need to stop doing showcases. Either yes, they do. Or, this was vile. Yeah, either that or make a comedy showcase like Devolver like Devo- and other small publishers. Or Grasshopper. Or Grasshopper's Grasshopper. was perfect. That that showcase is 11 minutes and 50 seconds. They had almost nothing to tell us, but it was amazing. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> we got to meet the the PR uh, lady over at uh, Grasshopper who does the funny Metal Gear Solid comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was dressed up as Bad Girl from No More Heroes. The other guy was there. They had someone who pretended to be Suda. Yes, they kept cutting to pretending to be Suda guy who was riding a tiger <laughs> and wearing a wrestling mask and just rambling. It's really good. Uh, they they showed a little, and I mean a little, bit of their next game. And Suda's just like, yeah, I just wanted to thank the fans. Is it okay that we're showing that, by the way? And the TV's censored mostly. <laughs> But it's really good because they it's clearly like a pause menu UI thing. And they have all sorts of meters. They have health, blood, and then emerald flosion. And I'm like, what the fuck is emerald? And I type it into Google and it's like, it's a Japanese wrestler from... And I'm like, god damn it, Suda! Again! <laughs> this man knows one trick. <laughs> Anyways, I'm really excited. And they showed a little bit more of... um. Oh, God. I'm always so terrible remembering it's Shadows of the Damned. Remake? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. Shadows of the Damn Remastered. They showed that. Very excited. Because no it, game deserves to be left in 7th gen. And they said it's probably coming to most co- to all next-gen consoles. <laughs> we're, we're now in the phrase, we're now in the time where everybody has to be fucking weird because it's like, you were obviously targeting whatever comes after the Switch, but we can't say that yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like when the Switch was really weirdly. Out. Isn't that cool? I love that this started all the way back, like, I think when Aoden Chronicles was going to Kickstarter. Because even there, like, whatever is next for Nintendo, we don't know who or what that is. We will put it on a Switch-like thing from Nintendo, I'm certain of it. (laughs) Whatever that might be at that time. Oh, God, there was also that Dragon Quest that did that. Oh, yeah. That was was 12. Dragon Quest 12 was a bit ago now, and it was really fun. Which is funny, because historically... That has always been the case. Remember, Dragon Quest XI was announced for the Switch before the Switch was announced. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we're not going to see Dragon Quest Twelve until they a Nintendo trots out their new thing, and it, it will be oh, yeah. right there. Hmm. I'm so excited for Nintendo to have a platform that's like roughly as powerful as a PS4. That's yeah, going to radically change the landscape of gaming, and Microsoft might disintegrate even more. Yeah, I was like, that will be wild. Oh, Seeing yeah. what they do with freaking Tears of the Kingdom? Uh-huh. I can't imagine what they can do with the power of the PS4. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> Switch is a potato compared to the next thing that's coming. That's so cool. That's so cool. Man, gaming's looking so great right now. I couldn't... Just, I couldn't... Just I don't can't, do this when you just have to look at the Western side industry. <laughs> Here's my solution. I simply don't. Um, but no, like, I... Th- I don't understand anyone who's like, these consoles are so weak, gaming's worse than ever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're getting a real Assassin's Creed. We're getting a Prince of Persia that looks dope. All these consoles are really strong and run 99.999% of games at 60 frames per second. These consoles don't even load anymore. They're just there. Mm -hmm. It's so good. What a great time for gaming. I hope Nintendo figures out something for load times. I don't need PS5 fidelity on the go, but I sure would like PS5 load times on the go. Right. Uh, maybe they'll be able to solve that. Maybe they won't. Just put a laptop SSD in it. I mean, yeah, they could put an SSD in it, but then it becomes the, well, what do the games come on? 
Do you install them off of an SD card? You, That's insane. You, you, you install them off the SD card and you just swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! <laughs> this is the console Jeff Gersman has been asking for for years! Um, then we hit the Xbox Game Showcase Extended. Extended? This is when it became big think question mark watches because we went from five fucking people down to two. Yeah, it was dire. <laughs> hey, Bob. Oh, no. They sure wouldn't show us Forza. No. They announced High on Knife, the High on Life DLC about the knife. They did. Uh, they acted like that was a big get. I find Rush was the most popular Game Pass game they've ever had. Oh, God. I wonder if that's still true, even with Hi-Fi Rush. Hmm. Um, Hi-Fi Rush Arcade Challenge update was announced for July 5th. Uh, this was the thing that leaked a little bit earlier, so we kind of knew this was coming. Right, but we uh, didn't know what was in it. Yeah, they have, like, a beats per minute rush mode where it get, the song in the world seems to get faster and faster as you continue to succeed. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Uh, they also have power up, tower up, tower challenge mode with roguelike modifiers. And weirdly enough, out of all the people at the suburb gaming, was this not the one where they would not say the phrase roguelike? Yeah, they wouldn't. Even though like they take your character down to zero stats, and you can find uh, power up upgrades and modifiers. Yeah, they don't, and we're they don't... like, some of them are positive and others negative. Like sometimes you'll take a demerit in order to increase this, and mm -hmm. we're like, guys. No one's ever been upset that you added a roguelike mode to your game. <laughs> like, you could call this mode a roguelike mode. That's fine. Uh, but they wouldn't. No. That was weird. Uh, then they were like, Phasmophobia comes to Xbox. And I was like, I sleep. And then later people announced it's coming to PSVR 2. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to buy Phasmophobia. That sucks. <laughs> I reown it on PC. <laughs> it's fine. But I feel like being trapped in the VR headset, I will scream a lot more. Yeah, obviously. That's not to say I didn't scream while playing it on PC. I did that a couple times, but this will be way worse. I feel like being melted and stuck in a cocoon and something coming up on you like that when you're dead, uh -huh. like already dead, will be a lot to deal with. Um, I was already trying to figure out, like, wait, what am I going to... What am I going to do to... Because here's the reason it's relevant. If this was not true, I would not be getting it. Uh, it's cross-platform. So you can play with the PC and the Xbox gamers. Um, that's important because there's no way I'm getting a full squad in fucking PS5. That shit ain't happening. Um, but I was thinking about like, wait, how am I going to communicate to the PC gamers? I'm on a PS5. They're not going to forward that voice chat. And then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, right. They added that thing to like hand off a Discord call to the PlayStation. Yep. Yep. So, hey guys, I guess we'll know when we get our correspondent first-hand look at the Discord Force Call functionality <laughs> of the PS5. Uh, Grasshopper Direct, uh, new game teased, already talked about that, and they launched a merch shop, and the merch shop is a little sad because they can't have merch based on games they made with publishers who own the rights to those games, so there's no No More Heroes. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's basically just logo, like their company logo, and that's all the merch is. And in 25th anniversary, just the text. Admittedly, the the logo shirt's cool because it's every logo they've ever fucking had. Yeah, and it's just a giant pile on the back. That's the only shirt I wanted. Oh yeah, they also did that thing where they showed a trailer that was like all the games they'd ever worked on. Uh huh. 
and it even includes stuff like Blood Plus and Samurai Shampoo. And after they came back from that, the hosts are like, can we even show that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then they showed the two canceled games and that was sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. No, neither of them were Lily Bergamo, I don't think. Weirdly enough. Right? No, Lily Bergamo. Well, no, of course that didn't show up. Let it die. It came out, Bob. I know, right? That totally counts. It's the same thing. You ever start a jazz album and end up at new metal? <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, yeah, that album was jazz. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, you guys are totally getting a phasmophobia stream. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Here's what I'm gonna do for you guys. I'm gonna go get a wife beater. I'm gonna make sure it's really stained. I'm gonna gain 80 pounds, and then we're gonna get the least pleasant vehicle of me possible. As I go, oh, I'm so scared in this game. <laughs> and you're all just gonna be like, why are you doing this, God? I genuinely feel like having the wide angle lens and having the camera at a really uncomfortable angle on me as I play Phasmophobia would be peak. I'm trying to scare away every viewer. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all the suburb gaming. Uh, since you all made it to this part, I will now fo finally show the report card for the suburb gaming on content. <laughs> People were asking, can you show it to us early? I didn't see the showcase. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> No, you have to go watch the streams or you have to wait. That's them's the ropes. Them's the ropes. Let's let's see real quick. I need to get this up there. I'm going to do it in the most pleasant way possible. Just saving a picture and then throwing the picture in the fucking thing. Because if I do it any other way, this will get stupid. Remember the safe is the JFIF. <laughs> AFIF. I'm sorry. JFIF would have worked. Yeah. That's how fucked up AFIF is. Audio visual interchange format. Why do I need audio? It's a fucking picture. Anyways, here's the report card for the summer of gaming. Uh, we did not do averages. I might do that at some point for my own benefit. Uh, because that would have to work off a grade point average. As you guys can see, uh, the OTK thing is uh, minus, F minuses all across the board. Because it's fucking terrible and those people should feel bad. But the best conference goes to Microsoft's first one. Not their second one. That was... Yeah, that was the the only thing that was worse than that was OTK. That's how bad that second Microsoft conference was. I've heard some people liked that Xbox Game Showcase extended more than the Capcom event, and I don't, I don't know. It was longer. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half instead of thirty minutes, and, and it was almost the same exact kind of content for and, both. And we talked about how the pre-show for the Capcom uh, showcase actually had like. It had talking to Luke's voice actor, and it felt like the Xbox show didn't even have that much joyous no substance. He, like the closest to that is the Keanu Reeves interview. Which and I just awkward. felt bad because he was trapped in a room with Tina Amini mm -hmm. asking terrible questions because she's probably nervous as fucking hell. Yeah. She's in a room with fucking Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, also, for some reason, Phil's name tag, his title card when he showed up on that stream for some reason, it just said gamer, Chris. It didn't say CEO of gaming. It just said gamer. Yeah. That well, was they're really... being clever. They threw gasoline on the fucking fire here for the rumors about him getting evicted. <laughs> he got promoted. <laughs> Why would gamer be above CEO of gaming? This isn't even my final form. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they ended on like 
10 minutes or so of him and the devs playing 33 Immortals, and it was just incredibly bland and boring. I'm it like, was weird because it was hypercut. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't get the connective tissue of what playing that game is like, but Not it was also all. too much. Yeah. It, it was perfectly <laughs> landed in the middle. It, it succeeded at telling me nothing and just making me bored. <laughs> yeah that was bizarre but anyways i'm really glad everyone joined us for this uh summer of gaming week festivities that was really fantastic and fun it's always good to comprehensively watch all this stuff because it's important to keep an eye on the industry a lot of things i preach is like people not being myopic and only paying attention to what they care about Mm -hmm. you see that a lot with people where they just they have uh prejudices or biases towards and against certain platforms and genres and things and I think it's really helpful to expose people to a variety of things. So the fact that we were able to drag all of you through all of these <laughs> conferences feels great. It feels like everyone's learning, everyone's growing as people, and everyone's going to buy Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, out late in this month. <laughs> Y'all fuckers just got wholesome pills. <laughs> Hope you like fishnet and abs. <laughs> so wholesome. So wholesome. Man. I I think that there were some highlights to this, but it definitely, like, it, I don't leave this event with feeling like there's a ton of games I didn't know about before the event that I do know about now. Like, it doesn't feel as nice as it could on that angle. The big end of the industry is not really moving. Right. The, there were a lot of indie reveals and things. In fact, just the Upload VR conference, which was not covered on our summer gaming thing because... Uh, it came too late. Yeah. Like if it was on any of those other days, we probably would have done it. Right. Um, but I've been watching that and that actually has some really cool stuff. Uh, I'm sad every time it's exclusive to MetaQuest. Uh-huh. Thanks, Facebook, for the for paying for exclusivity on a VR game. That just feels like the 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 poison kiss, right? <laughs> And it's like, I love you so much. I want you to be trapped here and die because VR is not a big platform. You want your game to be on everything so you could thrive as a studio going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that showcase is pretty good. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this big thing. Did you have anything else to say about nah. summers and gaming? I'm good. Agro? Uh, no. Chris? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait Look for forward it to, to it sequel. every year and then oh thank god it's done. <laughs> yep. We get to do that mini one in August for uh Gamescom. For Gamescom, yeah. yeah. And we'll see how big that is because yeah, Nintendo we'll, sounds like they want to be there. Yeah, Nintendo and uh the main Gamescom events and also Sony. Sony God might actually it. fucking show some shit for once. Right. We're like, hey Sony, show your head. And they show us two cards and we're like, motherfucker, you have seven cards in your hand. Show right. me your fucking hand. <laughs> I sure you the one that looked like gray nothing. <laughs> but anyways, I'm excited. And uh, we actually got our setup to be a lot better for these sort of things audio-wise on our end. So that was a lot better than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I figure out one more trick, I can get it even better. So I'm looking forward to the next time we have to stream us watching a conference because I can nail it Yeah, that time. Yeah. It's always the next one. Always the next one. Uh, as I said before, next, tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, we are playing through The Quiet Man twice to get the full story. Uh-huh. We will learn what's in The Quiet Man, and we will all grow because of it.
Hey, Dr. Agro, what you got going on? <laughs> uh, well, I'm currently just sitting here in the dark. I think I might try to find a couple of sticks to rub together, make myself a fire. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Hunt wild game. That's awesome, man. See how much battery my Switch has left. You know, you made that tweet about how cool it was when the power gets knocked out that the Switch keeps power. What if you had a battery power, battery backup power supply? Then you would always be fine. Just hook everything in your home up. <laughs> yeah. Just buy a generator and just keep it there. Right. <laughs> keep it indoors. I would simply keep a cat's generator indoors. Uh, I mean, that's just smart. Then, then you're getting electricity and heat from the same fuel source. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Exactly. That's great. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about any of the FTC shit with fucking Microsoft. Oh, we, did, we, from... we didn't. There, there's not, there wasn't a lot to talk about. The FTC said, hold them for a couple weeks, and the FTC said, okay, and Microsoft said, okay, we won't cry too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. If we don't talk about it, just assume the downward spiral continues. <laughs> right. No, I'm sure the, the, the deal's fine. It's happening. Bobby's like... This is okay. I definitely won't sell myself to Comcast. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Think Dimension. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Chris, what are you doing? Uh, I'll probably stream Mega Man ZX at some point during the next week. Cool. Wow. I haven't played that one. Not really, anyways. Okay, that's going to be it. Thank you for watching Big Think Dimension! Oh man, this is my first time hearing the stereo pan in the, in the <laughs> song because we normally have it set up for mono and I fixed it for these conferences. Fancy. Oh, so the drum line really travels. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Unfortunately, the ending segment for this episode was lost. Thankfully, the Korean animators have come up with a new ending for this episode of Big Think Dimension. We hope you all enjoy. Where's the ending? <laughs>